You're listening to the Spirit Hunters on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Find out about all our pod brethren and how to join our new Discord group and support the show at greenlitpodcast.com and patreon.com slash spirithunterpod, respectively. And welcome to Season 2, Episode 48 of The Spirit Hunters. This is Sarah. Patrick. Joe. Megan. And Josh. Yep, this is our special guest, Josh. He is going to give us insight on basically the training and the strength and conditioning of our boys, Gun and Killua, and see if any of this is physically possible. So do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? About me? Well, yeah. I'm a what makes you qualified trainer. to tell us about her training? I've trained. I'm a master in Nen. I've trained many people in the use of Nen. No, I'm just kidding. Um, been training for a long time, six, seven years, basically the entire time I've lived in Arizona. Um, strength training, uh, conditioning, weight loss, specifically, um, that kind of stuff. My degree is in sports performance, so the athletic maneuvers and strength required to perform some of the acts that going to kilowatt perform can give you a little more insight and tell you how close to realistic any of that is from a i guess biological or physiological standpoint i guess we'd also be uh commenting a little bit on like the psychological aspect of it too because i think that's quite transferable as well oh yeah definitely definitely the, the psychological aspect of it that's a big very big part of it. Sounds good. There's, yeah. So we're gonna figure out if, if if holding a rock over your head would be a good idea or not. Great idea. Well, you heard it first, guys. Fantastic idea. If you want to lose weight, hold a giant rock over your head with a rope. Hold a rock over your head. Smash rocks with other rocks. Dig five kilometer tunnels with a shovel through rock. All, all that stuff. All legit weight loss and strength and conditioning techniques. So exactly. That like twelve year old boys are totally able to do. Totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. <laughs> are they? Are they though? So this is. Oh so this, no! Absolutely mm-hmm. not. Oh okay. Uh huh. Okay. Absolutely not. No. Uh, uh, no. Yeah, this is a Monty Python like Tim the Enchanter type question. But what do you think is the maximum distance real life twelve year old boys could dig with a shovel in a day? Well, I tell you what. When I was a kid. <laughs> When I was 12, we were digging like holes and trying to find di- dinosaur bones deep down and probably quit around three or four feet. Were you so, were you at a part of camp? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, were you at a camp? Oh no, 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 that's in my backyard. Oh, I was gonna say, oh, did like, you, no, uh, like, not like kissing Kate. You didn't find kissing Kate. Um, was Stanley Yelnats there? Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> zero. got in trouble, stole a pair Madame of shoes, you know, got, got outcast to a desert. Mm-hmm. Okay, sounds right, sounds with, about uh, right. Met up with Lewis Stevens to dug some holes. Check out my you... tag. My name's Caveman. Uh. <laughs> that was the best song. This is the third episode where we've brought up in-depth references to holes. It's just hey, it's just holes the right is a classic, time. man. It is. God, we're gonna figure out that. We're gonna figure out ways to get foot fungus. Anyways, so Sarah, if you wanna take us away. Yes. So last time we watched Asgan and Kilua continue to. Get a more hands-on tutorial for Greed Island, running into plenty of foes and even finding a new teacher, Biscuit Kruger, or Biscuit Chama, if you know what's good for you. Or Old Hag. 
Someone, mm, someone punched me. That would not be good for you. I got you. Ow. Stop punching me, please. <laughs> and this week, we'll see Gonakiloa train under Biski Chama's Greed Island Boot Camp as they gather the strength to get more cards. And we'll also, with Josh, go under the realism of the training and see if it's actually possible for tween boys to do that. <laughs> you better get ready. Body destruction. Nice. So, episode 64, Strengthen and Threaten, a.k.a. Kyoka to Kyokatsu. Originally released in Japan on January 27th, 2013, the equivalent manga chapters are 141 through 145, which were released in Japan on February 18th, 2002, and the equivalent 99 apps are 79 and, and 80. I almost said 7010, that number that definitely exists, which were released in Japan on February 18th, 2004. It reminds me of that one, that one image is like 10, 10, 10, like, right. like, 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 like 10, 100, 1,000. This kept adding E's to the 10. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Do you guys know anything about how people count in French? In de trois. No, okay. <laughs> Do you know anything about, like, numbers, like, post-20? Because French... So French just goes completely off the rails. You have to do, like, addition for number, So, like, for a number of them. Oh. Like, let me look at uh, like, 90 like, in French. 90... It's like... It's like tw- I think like that's... Is that how Japanese... I know Japanese no, it's, numbers No, it's not like in, in Spanish. Like, so Spanish, is, like, has, like, a pretty good... Like Spanish is just like, oh yeah, you say like something based on like the number ten plus the number that it's like multiplying. But French ninety is quatre vingt dix, which means four twenties and a ten. So eighty plus ten is how you say ninety. Oh fuck that! Nope. French is a nightmare language. Fuck that! I think cuckoo is like a doll. I can't remember. (laughs) Okay, now I think you're just fucking with us, but anyway. I think poo poo. I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe you're right, but also if you're not. Damn um, it. You know what? An, another nightmare language to count in is is Japanese because there's so like you know like Ichini san those are three, but like yeah. if you're saying like one person, it's hitori, which means one person. It's like mm-hmm. a different word for different objects. Um, and like a piece of paper is different than like a napkin, which is different from like a pencil. It's so. Oh yeah. yeah, Chinese has that same thing. I think that one's like directly inherited from Chinese. In fact, I I'm, I'm not sure of this, but I wouldn't be surprised if Japanese did not count like that until like the until like 280. That sounds like a nightmare as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. In fact, um, one of the words for uh, one of the characters for the word for Japan in Japanese is a counting word in Chinese, making things very confusing. Oh, Nihon? Yeah. Yeah. The Hon part, if I remember correctly, is like Yeah. Sheets of paper or something yeah. like that? Mm-hmm. That's how it is in Japanese too. So Yeah, it's like a paper counter. So like No no, no would... my is paper counter. Hon is books? No. Oh yeah, it's book yeah, it's like book counter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, paper are different than books, guys. <laughs> yeah, you that. come here to the spirit hunters where we tell you that paper are different than books. <laughs> Fuck you. Oh, but will man. it beat scissors is the question. Uh, well, Megan can tell us soon. What? Megan oh. can tell us soon. Oh, I will. T- maybe. Uh, so we'll go into the episode. Um, will we okay. though? Yeah. Will we though? Just go. Just go. Maybe. Okay. Um, so in this episode, the boys make it back to Masadora for the second time. Yay. Um, the first phase is complete. Uh, but Bisky says, nah, you're going right back. 
Um, They're a little exhausted, but that's fine. Um, Bisky teaches them combat analysis skills. The game is designed to make their player stronger. Oh, the like the actual game is designed to make the player stronger as they progress. Bisky thinks to herself that the game is specifically designed for Gon to make him stronger. Um, the hardest animal in the, their area to defeat is the bubble horse. Having to change between Ten and Zetsu depending on the type of bubble that's coming toward them. Gon completely Gon completes this, and Phase Two is complete. Have um, you guys ever played the game Ikaruga? Oh uh, yeah, oh yeah. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, straight so up. You know, this you is know just the answer is, You know the only answer is going to be me that played that, right? Chase horses in that game or what? There was the tiniest chance that Josh played it because I don't know him. Maybe he likes old shooters and like. It was on the GameCube at a time that there weren't many GameCube games, so I was like, oh, maybe the others got it because it's just like, well, well, there's nothing else on the system. It's also on the Dreamcast, and it's really good. I know it's on the Dreamcast, but no one had the fucking Dreamcast. Stop making fun of me, Joe. That's Except for Patrick, nice. who's obsessed with it. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. But, but yeah, fuck you. Anyways, the joke, the, the, what he's trying to mention is that the there's joke. actually a mic- There's a joke. The joke. Uh... You basically, what it does is that you actually yeah, there's bullets that go through you that different colors, and if you can switch your ship's colors, so you can either soak in the bullets, or if you are the other color, the bullets kill you. So you keep switching, so you can like avoid and oh, suck in I the bullets. You. I see what you're getting at. Yeah, it's sick so, as hell. Yeah. It's a cool it's game. It's really fucking hard. It's actually right up there, or right up there, one of the directions, cardinal directions. Somewhere in this. Okay, room. audience, yeah, just nice. imagine Patrick pointing. <laughs> Um, pointing to a general cabinet that's yeah. not cool. open. I don't know what he's pointing <laughs> oh, at. No, it's it's that, that, that one up there behind the Dreamcast. Hell yeah. Wow. Great. This is box. great podcasting. Yeah, it's, it's, it's great. The, great. It's great. Some microchips in there. <laughs> great podcast, guys. Very science. Very. I really video, wish there was this video. Mm-hmm. Take a virtual tour around Patrick's room. <laughs> close your eyes. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're driving. Close your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If you're driving, please do not close your eyes. But no, anyways, listen to me, making... guys. Close your eyes. Let your Let men the... guide you. Keep your eyes on the road. Let Patrick, Patrick take the wheel. I left pretty soon. Oh, God. Uh, Patrick's the co-pilot. Megan, your turn. Hand. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, actually, I was going to ask Josh. From this point, I think... Um, as far as I mean, a lot of this stuff is like Nen based, right? Uh, which yeah. might may or may not be applicable to the real world. Um, but I know they were like smashing rocks together, right? How feasible is it yes. for a twelve year old to smash a rock and break it with another rock? With another rock? Like, how strong would you have to be? I know you're not like a rock expert, but like you're. No, <laughs> I did. I did. I did look this up. In addition oh, to a you? trainer, I love. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, not with a rock, but I was looking when they were because they were punching punching through the rocks too. So, mm-hmm. to crush a cubic meter of hard stone, you need to apply a force of sixty seven, or sorry, sixteen thousand tons to a cube with faces of one square meter. So, sixteen thousand tons. Sixteen thousand tons. So you take like a what three. Three by three foot rock, and it says you need to apply around thirty-seven million pounds of force to that rock to crush it. Oh God! Okay. So you need so, a little bit of a hydraulic yeah. press. I don't know if anyone's doing that. No, Maybe I'm. Just I'm honestly like just thinking about like how do you, how fast would you go with a pick, and then I'm just like, ah, I guess for granted, not fast at all. You would go incredibly slowly with a pick. Yeah, but but then with a the pick, you'd have to do it multiple times in some instances, depending on well, the stone. And you get the, yeah, and you get the 
pointed edge and you got like a flat fist that you're just or like a rock that you're pounding it into yeah so, you're plus plus they have to protect the rock and crush the other rocks and they i mean they crush their rocks a couple times but if you're putting that much force into it wouldn't they both shatter every time i so the idea is because you're putting your net into it it then changes its, its yeah. hardness but yeah but but i was I gonna say like in reality <laughs> if you're trying to apply that yeah if you're trying to apply that to reality Oh, um, yeah. I'm saying, man, no we should have had you there. and our friend Wilson, who is a material scientist, on so we could have talked Ooh, about like, the nice. hardness and like what properties it would have to change during including Nen in something in order to get it to like not break during this. But yeah. that would have been the most shown in science episode we've ever done. We go on probably the entire episode about that. Yeah, you'd have, oh, to, you'd have to know what kind of stone jokes. that is, too. I was trying to find what stone, what kind of, it was in that mountain in the rocks they were using, but I couldn't find that. Dang, you went you went all out. Thank you. Bro, I'm coming prepared. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was, trying I was, to, at least. I was at his house, like, oh, yeah, I have all these notes. I was like, wait, what the fuck? Patrick, it's like, yeah, I got the history about, of this What are you, a nerd or something? <laughs> it's, it's like, what Patrick the fuck? Patrick was bullying me. <laughs> Shown in Mythbusters. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? But no. I think he talked to me about he wanted to do a podcast like that before which i thought was a cool idea yeah we did have um, a conversation about that yeah a podcast i listened to called uh mobile suit breakdown has uh various scientists on to talk about a number of the sci-fi concepts in gundam and like some of them they're like these are vaguely feasible and other ones they're like this is not in even remotely feasible but it's it's pretty good because they bring in like uh pretty cool experts who like do like a lot of the calculations and like show their work so i think you guys might appreciate that yeah, there's actually there's actually one thing I want to note of Gundam is that I don't know if that if, if they discussed it yet if it was possible to not notice that Char was Char and Zeta Gundam. Oh, we can talk about that another time. But I don't know who you're talking about. I just know of a guy named Quattro Bagina. I thought his name was Full Frontal. No, Full Frontal's a different guy. Anyways, continue. Okay. Yeah, we got we got sciency notes co- or language notes coming up. Um. So Killua is better at analysis and physical strength, while Gon has concentration and recovery speed advantage. Um, Bisky explains that Cole equals 10, Zetsu, Ren, Hatsu, and Gyo, concentrating all of your aura to a single point to make the attack stronger. Bisky will attack them using Ko, and they must block, but no dodging. Um, are you a fighter at all, Josh? Or like, do you do any like mixed martial arts and stuff? Mm, I beat Patrick's ass sometimes, but that's okay. about it. Yeah, <laughs> well, we, we, I have no formal training disputes. in any. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't say domestic. I, I pay him to do it. Well, professional that's disputes. Uh, that's a that's a good left turn. Yeah. So Josh is a dominatrix or dominator. What's the? Male I, I guess he basically puts a bunch of weight on me and forces me to the ground really hard. Wait, I'm trying to think what it would be. The, I mean. It seems pretty That's gender neutral. Thing. Is dominatrix no, no, gender it's, neutral? No, it's it's it, it is not gender neutral. Tricks is a uh, feminine ending in in Latin. Yeah. That, the only reason so, I know that is because executor and executrix. Uh, um, no one uses executrix ever. Oh, then wouldn't it just be dominator? Uh, dominator, yeah. Dominator, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes it sound like a fucking psychic class in like an RPG. Oh, oh dude, 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 Joe, I was thinking. There's this game called Yuri's Revenge. Where Yuri is a mind control a guy that mind controls people, and he has this thing called the psychic dominator. Now I'm imagining instead of controlling the will of his mind, he just turns everyone into friggin' subs. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, we have we have some discussion of subs later in this episode, but continue. Oh, do, do we? you guys prefer subway or dominoes? Um, I added some notes about subs, and there's a very specific reason why. But just continue. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Um, 
So, um, if they have to use their aura to block normally, they will still take damage. If they use Ko to block, it will negate the damage. But if they block incorrectly, they're and like their opponent uses Ko in on a place that doesn't have Ko or have yeah have Ko to block, um, they will be destroyed. <laughs> like basically, you're they will be destroyed. They will be destroyed. <laughs> like you are using the Ko in one spot to block, right? But if you use all your Ko, then you're just a normal fleshy human um, underneath that. Um, so if they're like, "Haha, I fainted," going for your stomach, you're dead. You're just very dead. Um, it's, like, it's like the snap this turned to dust. Yeah. They, hmm? Sure. He means like, like the Thanos snap. Oh, yeah. the Thanos snap. Mm-hmm. They just like he just like turn them all into dust. Their body compo- composition. Yeah, I was thinking like a fleshy mess, but sure. I think it'd be um, more like when Taguro punched uh, Helen and just like splattered her all over the back wall. Oh, rip Helen. <laughs> oh, Helen! I forgot. Yeah, Helen. rip Helen! Oh my god. <laughs> Did, it was that officially named Helen, or did we name them Helen? No, it was officially named Helen, at least in the English version. I don't remember if it was in Japanese or not. Headed. Um, okay, well, there's that. Um, so, using Ken, um, Ten, and Ren um, to shroud the entire body is an effective way to block, since Ko can't be spread out over the entire body. Um, Gon, uh, so Ken is, I think, theoretically just like a little bit weaker, right? Like, it's not as strong as Ko, but like, effective. Um, Gon uses Ken to block Bisky's incredibly slow. Like she is moving at a pace of like a snail. Where like you know how like people have like anime monologues. Like they could actually have an anime monologue. Like as she's throwing this punch, um, he's knocked like a football field away by the hit. He like he slams into the mountain, right? Or no? Yeah. Am I wrong? So basically, according to Josh's science. He slams into the mountain at about three million. <laughs> <laughs> and shatters it. And shatters gone, himself. Gone, and, and then, the, and then just gets up like, oh, man, good uh, punch. Good punch, man. That's fine. <laughs> just like some MMA fight. Oh, man, it's good. That's good. Um, yeah. I mean, he does have lightning quick recovery, so I guess he would just bounce right back from that, right? Yeah. I mean, he's like not immortal, though. I, I think. Um all right. He's so, not. No, good. Good to know. <laughs> He's squish. He's squishy. Um, so they continue training. Initially, Gon can't sustain Ken for more than two minutes. Um, so fast forward to a whole month later. They are much faster u- at using Gyo at will. And Gon can sustain Ken for 30 minutes. Um, they finally start actual combat training they need to learn shifting the different amounts of aura at a moment's notice, 70% in fist and 30% in the rest of the body. Using Gyo to shift the balance of power is called Ryu. Are we lost yet? <laughs> um, I, I actually got lost when I first started explaining then, but i just been nodding my head and pretending I get everything that's been talked about. Mm. I, I, I guess before I... Sorry. I was going to say, I watched the show three times at this point. I still don't understand it, so... I doubt a fourth watch would get me to know. So I actually kind of have a conceptual question for you guys. When you like learn new concepts, like how, like what mode of like learning do you guys tend to learn best with? Like, do you like drawing diagrams? Do you like taking notes? Do you like researching like the basis or like, what do you guys like doing? I ask because I'm about to do a lesson about the four Nen things that we're talking about. And it definitely helps me. 
Um, so I'm hands on, which isn't going to help. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, I don't think that's going to help here. <laughs> so unless I can practice then, um, I think I'm more visual personally. Visual, yeah. audio, I'm both. I took that test in like sixth grade and they're like, you're down the middle. Um, Myers-Briggs thing? No, it's like literally, it was like a <laughs> Myers-Briggs. I'm an ENTFP. Um, what's our horoscopes, guys? Hey, what's your blood type? What's your blood type? Oh, I recently Did- found out that the origin of the blood type thing is actually super racist. Oh, cool. Like, it's eugenics? It was part of J- Japanese cultural like policy in Taiwan when they took it over. Fun. Oh, wow. Fun. Yeah. Um, also, it's kind of weird. I must have like five blood tests at the point, and I keep forgetting every single time to ask what my blood type is. Every time. I, they don't even put it on the, on the blood test. I don't know why they don't do that. Yeah, why? I don't know. But yeah, uh, Sarah, how about you? How do you tend to learn best? Uh, I think it depends. Uh, I would say definitely probably visual, hands-on. I think it depends on the task at hand. When it comes to like learning concepts that I can't really um, put into like physical practice, I just take notes and I reread them over and over again and usually it goes over my head until I have to like practically apply it to whatever I'm learning and then it's like though that's when it it starts it goes from information to knowledge you know what I mean like I absorb the information I don't quite understand it but I can memorize it Um, Mm -hmm. But when it comes to knowledge is like when I can put it into practice and kind of like either physically put a paper together or report for work or if I'm learning something like hands on, like doing it myself, um, that's when it actually, I understand it. So for right now, all all the thing with Nen is just like, woo, (laughs) I remember terms, but I still can't like put two and two together. I kind of just accept it as is. Like, you know what, it, I'll just, uh, I'm here for the ride. <laughs> Maybe I, one uh, day when we discover Nen, I'll understand. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I can't I can't explain either, but if, if you were to ask me what type of syncs go into a CRT for uh, RGB connections, I can, I can go into a whole spiel about that. So, I mean, nobody will ever ask that, but, you know, I'm, I'm ready. I'm, I, I am ready to talk about sync. <laughs> Going nice. to sync it up. I'm more of a trial and error type person. Like I'll learn the basis of something, try it out, see how it works. If not, go back to the drawing board and just keep repeating. Obviously, you can't go try out Nen. Um, Maybe you can't. Also, like, yeah. Hey, you let you let me know how you do it, and I'm I'm gonna be training from you then. In that case, yeah, I have, a, I have a glass here. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah. See, tell tell me uh, tell me what your strengths are. It, but, it looks um, like. It looks like the thing is the amber is the color of my energy. Hmm. Oh. Okay, continue, Josh. Um, in a case like this, I guess research. I mean, for this specifically, I mean, probably take it to YouTube, right, and look at people who've really dug into all of the Nen and all the different, you know, like subcategories of it, and just see what they found. Try to find as much research as you can on it. I don't know. Learn. Just educate yourself. Mm. Get good. Take notes. I don't know. This is so different because you can't go try it out. Yeah, for sure. So I'm very much someone who likes engaging with like 
history and theory when I learned things. So this was actually perfect for me because I'm just like, oh, yeah, we can't do this. So like there's no practical component involved. So like I was like, how would I take this to like a, you know, a dictionary of like kanji and stuff and looked up the kanji for them. And uh, I'm here to share with you guys the results of what I found about Shu, Ko, uh, Ken, and Ryu. And I hope to some degree it will disambiguate it, and I'll try to go through this fast. But they didn't talk about Shu during this section, but it was talked about like recently. This is the thing where they basically take their nan and put it over an object so that it like makes it stronger. And they did this with the shovels when they were digging. Um, the show says that the definition of Shu is to enfold. And uh, this is not exactly true because, like, in Japanese, it literally means circumference, circuit, lap, and uh, or meticulous, or the Zhou Dynasty. Um, well, no, or meticulous oh, or the Zhou Dynasty in Chinese. Sorry. Oh, for a second, I thought I, I didn't see. It. I thought you said the Zhou Dynasty. I was imagining I, just a bunch of you. A bunch. Of I Joes. did say the Zhou Dynasty, but it's Zhou spelled Z H, yeah, which is Joe, a slightly yeah. different noise than the J noise. But I have a hard time differentiating them. It's cool. I I, I was looking away for a Joe. second, so I heard the Zhou Dynasty. I was like, wait, what the hell? Yeah, I think more accurately would be like Zhou, but like I can't fucking do that easily. It's cool. It's cool. Uh, but yeah, both of them come from an older character meaning weak, like W E E K, uh, and the original Oracle Bone script for this looked like a calendar. And so it meant weak circumference, turn, or cycle. And yeah, so this one's kind of weird because uh, it this doesn't really get used much ever again in the series. I mean, it's used implicitly a lot, but I'm not going to spend much time on it. But like, it's just interesting that like the idea of like the periphery of something or enfolding something has to do with like the weak, uh, the weak being the primary cycle of like time passing in life. Um, the next one is Ko which uh, as defined in the show means to temper, uh, which that's literally not true. And in fact, was actually one of the literal definitions of one of the other Nen things. So this is like, I don't know this is a bad translation because this might be what they said in Japanese, but this is just like literally not what that means. Um, so in Japanese, it means solid, hard, or firm. The other Onyomi readings of it are Go and Gyo. And I'm not sure, but I think Go in this case might be the same hard as in Goju Ryu Karate, which means hard soft, hard soft style karate. And so it's basically just the opposite of Ju as in Judo or Jujutsu. Um, it comes from the middle Chinese word, which I'm going to have a hard pr time pronouncing because it starts with the NG noise. It's Nyang, Nyang. Yeah, I think that Nyang, something like that, um, which is reflected in modern Cantonese as Nyang. I sound Why is there goofy a six as fuck. In that? Uh, the six there is a tone mark because Cantonese uses numeric tone marks as opposed to diacritics. So is, is this like how, is this the... like the Roman? Um, it's like the, I guess the furigana of Chinese. Like, is this how you? It's would the write closest it? thing you're gonna get for Cantonese and Middle Chinese because okay. so Mandarin has something actually much closer to uh, furigana um, because they actually have like four different romanization systems. Um, that are non-Latin based, but Cantonese has mostly Latin based uh, romanization systems. I, I mean, phonetic, phonetic systems. Oh, romanization. Sorry, not not. Yeah, Europe, romanization yeah. or Latin. Mm -hmm. uh, romanization or or uh, phonetic systems, because like not all of them are based on Roman characters. Some of them are based on characters they invented themselves. Um, but in Chinese, it means hard, stiff, slash, inflexible, obstinate, or to have an erection. 
Interesting. No shit. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm that glad last one is Latin. Don't... So how do I say I have yeah. an erection? Well, that's in Chinese, and I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the interesting thing is, if you actually break down the character, it's made from a semantic radical, meaning like where it gets its meaning from, which is stone, and then a phonetic character, which is like what it's used to make the noise, which uh, means like to change or replace. But in Middle Chinese, it was pronounced like kiang. And so basically, even though that one's supposed to just be like phonetic, it does still lend meaning. So it's the the whole character means like hard or firm or obstinate. But if you combine stone plus to become, it basically means to become stone. So that's how I would remember ko is like, it can also be pronounced go as in like goju ryu karate. So basically hard. Um, and it also means like to become stone. And so the next one is Ken, which as defined in the show means to fortify. That's not terribly incorrect. Um, but the literal Japanese meaning is hard slash firm, tough or strict. Notice how this also means hard. So there's like slight differences in connotation that are like very important as to like why these are different things. So it comes from middle Chinese Ken. So in fact, the Japanese is actually more similar to the middle Chinese that it came from than either Mandarin or Cantonese is where in Mandarin it's Jian and in Cantonese it's Gin. So in Chinese, it means it means mostly the same, but like the changes instead of strict, it means resolute. So it's made from like the uh, character for earth. And basically the reason that's important is like Ken as opposed to Ko so like ko is like becoming like hard in order to attack something because it's like to become like stone. This is to become like obstinate like the earth. So this one's more defensive and that's what a way you can remember it if you remember this. But this is, this helps me like internalize these things. I also, it's easy for me to remember this one as well because like you get ken by combining 10, by combining 10 and ren. So I just remember that they all rhyme too. All the rhyme. And the final one is ryu which in Japanese means the flow of water slash liquid or the art form styles technique of a person or house. So oftentimes when you hear people say like Ryu in martial arts, like, so when I was saying Goju Ryu Karate, Ryu like literally means style, but it can also mean flow. So it would be hard, soft flow karate is how you would say Goju Ryu Karate. And like, if you purely translated it. So it comes from middle Chinese Lu, which gave birth to a lot of different Chinese words um, that don't really sound a ton like it, but or no, that sound like it or mostly do. But in Chinese, it means to flow or wander. So I think I've mentioned in a previous episode that I feel oftentimes that the Middle Chinese, not only pronunciations, but like the Middle Chinese meanings are more important than the modern Japanese meanings when talking about Nen techniques. Because I think the way to look at this technique is less about flowing and more about wandering. It's the idea that your Nen is wandering across your body and that you're moving it and like reproportioning it as you go. So yeah, that's basically it. Uh, I mean, just to review Ryu is the idea of like Nen wandering across your body. Ken, which is the combination of Ten and Ren is to become tough and resolute as the earth. And Ko is to change to stone like and like that's why the you know using a stone on another stone is important because it's kind of a metaphor for what's going on there. I think hmm. you forgot the last part of the Ryu though. Um Patrick inserted something that actually uses a different definition of uh, a different word that is unrelated, but you guys may know a character in Street Fighter named Ryu 
That Ryu that is Chen. actually based on a different kanji, which means dragon. And I looked it up, and dragon and this Ryu do not have the same basis in Middle Chinese. They were always two separate characters. They just happen to, by phonetic fusion in Japanese, come to be the same sound. While in Mandarin, that one is pronounced like uh, long, and in Cantonese, is pronounced lung. So it comes out very different. And the only reason those like combine is because lung, if you take it and then say it with a Japanese accent where LR gets confused, it turns into ryung, like basically like that, which then just turns into Ryu over time. Yeah, I I, I was thinking because it says Ken and Ryu and it seems like it seems like the definition is sort of their characterization. So I wonder if that maybe had something to do with that, uh, the two groupings, since they're both one in one and and they're both, you know, they're masters of Shotokan karate. Interesting. I'm thinking about that right now. That's actually possible. Like the idea of like Ryu both as like dragon, but also like flow and like style while Ken could be both fist because that's one other way of saying Ken. And also the yeah. idea of like hardness and discipline. Yeah. And that's why I was thinking about that because it's like, it seems very similar that they have those names and it's funny. They pick both of those. And and the fact that both I mean Ken can be like an American sounding name, but also have that that origin to it as well in the in the Japanese character Chinese character. Yeah, for sure. I w- I wouldn't be surprised if there's like some notes from the creators about why they chose the name Ken, but I definitely think part of what you're saying is right because I'm pretty sure that both Ken and Enzo are very common names amongst like uh, Japanese people who are half white, um, because mm-hmm. they can sound like Anglo or like Italian. Um, but yeah. I never well, thought like, about how kids with two di- parents with two different backgrounds have to accommodate for both like sides of the family, right? Because I asked mm-hmm. one of my friends, I'm like, oh, why'd you choose the name Ben, Benjamin? And she said, because she's, I'm going to say she's white and then he's Mexican, right? And she's like, well, Ben Benjamin was like one of the few names that translated both. Like, like without an accent, it was about, or like with an accent, with either accent, it almost sounded the same. So, like, that's why they picked it. So it could translate. It would be easy for everyone to say, essentially. Yeah, it's um, funny just because that's a Jewish name. Oh, is Benjamin a Jewish name? Yeah. Oh, huh. Is that biblical? It's nah. biblical, yeah. Oh, ah, okay. Same with Joshua, right? Yeah, I Joshua mean, so biblical. many Western names are, are biblical, yeah. Uh, my middle name is biblical as well. Oh, what's your middle name? Joseph. Oh, there you go. I guess technically your first name is also biblical, but it's New Testament. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a whole is history it? of Patrick and the name Patrick of it. Patrick in the New Testament? Wait, I feel like that's Irish Yeah, St. Patrick. Oh, not... No, no, that's no, not in the Testament, Jesus, yeah. though. If sorry, it's sorry, sorry. No, no, no. Uh, Somewhere in the Bible. I think Patrick and Peter come from the same name if you go far enough back, but I could be wrong. Oh, okay. Well, look at that. You guys are meant to let be. Me, let me, let me check no, that. Gotta not, talk about Patrick. the Bible I'm now. I'm not dating my roommate. So you guys are roommates. I'm not dating my roommate. That's not happening. Uh, no, I was I was actually wrong. Uh, it does. Wait, no, I might be right. I think it has a disputed etymology. Oh yeah, no, 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 they are not. They are not related. Patrick comes from Patricius, which means nobleman. And Padre, yeah, you're a nobleman. Is... Um, fun fact: my name, I think, is Welsh. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Uh... Sarah's name is biblical, though. Oh, it's hella biblical. Yeah. Hella. 
know that Double one. colon so, common. <laughs> yeah. so, okay, we're, so we're, all of our names are relatively pretty common. We got a Joe, relatively Josh, biblical. Patrick, Sarah, uh, Megan, and Hannah. Yeah. They're all... Well, with the biblical stuff, would that mean that we're an Evangelion reference for a podcast? No. Okay. Just, just thought I'd shoot that out there. What was it? What's congratulations in Japanese? I forgot what that was. Omerito. Omerito, yeah. Omerito. Um, so congratulations, guys. We found out origins of words. Thank you, Joe. Um, and hopefully that helps anyone remember any of those things. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll totally remember that. I'm going to need these notes to study after this. <laughs> there will be a test at the end, so like, be prepared. I'm going to ace um, that shit. <laughs> okay. I, I fell asleep in class. No. Did you in this five-minute... <laughs> no, that was actually really informative. Though. That was interesting. That's why I listened to the show. Yeah, thank you. Thank Learn you. some shit. Um, I just listen because I like the sound of my own voice. I'm not egocentric yeah, at all. Part of part of me thinks like that's that wasn't a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I, I I actually do listen to a lot of it back just for feedback on my voice because uh, just to make sure that I'm enunciating properly and talking in a proper manner, and not stuttering as much. Because that's one of the things I have to work on in terms of is it, is my it presentation. Kinda, is it kind of weird listening to yourself, though, like hearing your voice? Like yeah. When I listen to this, when you guys drop it, I know I'm going to cringe when I hear myself. I, this my voice. I've listened to my voice. I listened about 30 hours I'm plus not. worth of my voice from editing and all the other stuff that I do. So at this point, it doesn't bother, anymore, bother me anymore. It's mostly I'm, feedback. I'm genuinely surprised every time. I'm like, um, every time I listen to our own podcasts, like whether it's for editing or whatever, right? I'm like, oh, is that me? Ugh, is that is that what I sound like? Hi. Ugh, oh, nope. man. <laughs> I think I've been listening to so much of my voice since I was like 11 years old that like, it's just because I used to record before podcasts were a thing. I used to record like this dumb, like fake radio show with like one of my friends. And so like, I've been listening to so my voice podcast? forever. Well, except that it wasn't, we didn't release it. I didn't have the internet. Oh, okay. So it was just okay. like really crappy. Like us, we, we like would improv cassettes. ideas. Like we made... I think we made like an alternate version of Rush Hour 3 before Rush Hour 3 was ever like a, a you know, a th real thing. It was when 2 was just out and we're like, oh, yeah, 3 would be sick. Let's just come up with a fake idea. Uh, Please, please release these tapes. Yeah, um, I have a feeling they'd be super cancelable. That's fine. <laughs> it'll, it'll be an, or April, it's our April Fool's episode. We just drop an episode of that. That's We'd also get copyright claimed because we used to just play music in the background. Like, I think we just played Boston in the background of Rush Hour 3 for some reason. Yeah, the Fair city enough. of Boston won't care. No, um, the, the band. Anyways, uh, continue. <laughs> could be worse. Could have been listening to a foreigner with your foreigner belt. You're cold as ice. <laughs> Who set this on head games? Okay, continue. All right. <laughs> okay. Um. So the boys start sparring once they get the hang of it, um, of the percentage things. Um. They're super slow to start having to think about the percentages of aura, which is really taxing on them. So they have to be like, this is 20, this is 30. Um, uh, which is kind of like how any, I don't know, whenever I'm doing like, when I first learned how to do like an arm bar, I'd be like, all right, like this is my step one. This is my step two. I have to pull back, hip up. Like it's, it's kind of similar to pretty much anything you learn. You just got to, you have to think really hard about it at first and then it becomes yeah. second nature. Have you guys ever... Uh, well, I, this is probably more of a Megan question. Did you mm -hmm. ever do a thing called tempo grappling? Oh, like, is it like flow? Like flow grappling? Like, 
when you um well like, i'll explain mine down. first and then i'll okay. see what you if it's similar but like basically you go slow as fuck and each person sees what's coming and then has to have like an appropriate response that like you can debate like you know if the person starts doing something where it's just like you literally couldn't do that in a real thing you'd be like stop and like just like try to find something that you would actually do in this situation but you basically like take turns making very slow moves yeah actually i've done that like we do that um Sometimes people say, like, oh, go 25%, but then, like, sometimes they, like, be, like, no, like, legitimately go, like... Oh, yeah, I'm talking about, 25% like... 25% speed, yeah. I'm no. talking about, like, go 5%. Yeah. No, I've, I've definitely done... I've definitely done that before in... I think it's super useful. It really is. <laughs> because, like, you can't think that fast. Like, you know, even, like, things like taking a shot or, um, like, sprawling, right? Like, yeah. it doesn't come, like first it's like not natural necessarily to do stuff like that um but like even like riding i guess riding a bike you can't really go that slow because like you, you can't literally go slow that's fall. a problem with riding a bike is like you literally can't go slow <laughs> one or a hundred take your pick um but some you know i don't i i can't only think in like terms of martial arts or like think of music do you guys music. play instruments oh, music. oh yeah music that's is perfect. a good one yeah yeah so like play i play i play sax and i self-taught myself to play the piano but i'll go on youtube and I'll go to literally, like, I don't know what the lowest speed is, quarter speed maybe on there. And just, like, go through those tutorials slow, 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 and then you add the speed on there. That's what I, that was the first thing that came to my mind. No, that, that's, oh, that's actually really good. That, that's a yeah. much better analysis. Piano, I do the same thing with a metronome. Yeah. Like, he's, my teacher's like, yeah, this is sloppy. Go play it at this speed for the metronome and make sure the tempo's good. Then we can go bring the tempo up and play it at the actual fast speed or half speed. That generally nice. makes so much sense. Uh, pretty much any music-based application, this actually really applies to, too. So, I was going to say, did you used to do it for dancing? Yeah, I did. We did it for dancing all the time. Like, we'd say, like, yeah. you know. It, then then you realize they're teaching you at, like, 25% tempo, and then when you get to tempo, tempo, you're dying. So there's that. Yeah. Um, yeah I remember I the dancing from musical Filipino theater, cultural. and that was a ton of fun. Oh, like Sorry? show dancing? Which yeah, I, I did. I did. A, I did musicals in high school. And I, I thought. I always thought the oh, dancing cool. was a lot of fun. I always wanted to do that again because it was kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, you can. Yeah, there's community theaters. Do it. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. Tony, man. Um, but I was gonna say, yeah, I used to do Tony, Filipino Tony, cultural Tony? dance, and we would go slow oh, yeah. as well. So. Oh yeah. Was... So we, you help teach everyone to nickling. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh my God. Yes, I totally <laughs> forgot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. I, t I taught everyone in the club to nickling. Yeah. Wow. Um, so we did um, that. which is a dance where you have bamboo poles that slap together and you have mm -hmm. to like dodge them as you're doing it barefoot it's like double yeah, dutch but like yeah well, we, it crushes your leg can... if you don't one day me and joe will um demonstrate this with like pvc pipe or some shit or we could just <laughs> find an old video of us doing this instead of like us relearning like, yeah yeah i was gonna say i used to be quite good at it i don't think i could do it now yeah. Oh, I, was, I was gonna say Josh has a bunch of bamboo sticks just come over and we'll play that out. I do. Uh, I do uh, Josh, why do you sticks. have some bamboo sticks? Okay. Yeah, I was gonna say, why do you have yeah, bamboo? <laughs> Patrick doesn't get low enough. I just start cracking them over the back of them. Like if he doesn't <laughs> oh, go low Oh, are they like twat. okay? They're not no, like they super used to long. be. No, they're they're long. They're pretty long. They're probably yeah. like what? They're they're about feet? my wingspan. Oh probably yeah, that's a perfect. Wingspan. Can you but put I your fingers inside of them? You can put your that's fingers in there. They're in the garage, though. So but... I mean, yeah, as you were saying it, I was like, you do whatever why? You want to. You do whatever you, you, do whatever I... you want to your bamboo. Don't but, we, put um... our, we put our fingers in though? Oh, for tinkling? Yeah, yeah, you can. You can also hold it on the outside. It, it depends um, oh, it what you're trying to do. Because yeah. like, if you're also doing there. stuff where you're like spinning over with the sticks and stuff, you need to change grips. Oh yeah. No, they're like decor. Like I got them from IKEA, and then I had them for a while. 
my ex had them when I first moved here. My ex had them, and then I got them when we broke up. My fiance wow. now hates them, so I keep them in the garage. But they're actually good for <laughs> like, one, like curse legit. bamboo pole. Yeah. It is a cursed bamboo pole, but I'm changing the narrative on it. We're using it for something practical now. They're actually good for. I like using them for like shoulder warm ups to do like these over and backs and stuff. So oh, I do, that's I legit. Use them for some stuff. Yeah, that's that's fun just to have. I actually do the same thing that he he told me to do that, and I do that in the yeah, gym now with the the poles. So I do that. That's actually my warm nowadays. Yeah, it it actually helps a lot. Him and Peter will fight with them sometimes, but yeah, <laughs> you train both of them. <laughs> well, you just natural. You have something like that in your hand, like, and someone else does too. You're like, all right, we're fighting now. This is oh, this is, is now a duel. Joe or Sarah, yeah. what's the Filipino fighting sticks called? Escrima. Uh, oh, I mean the the sticks are called. I forget what they're called. Oh, the, I just call them like Rattan sticks. Wait, the sticks have different names. No, no, no. Like, they don't have different names. They're just not called the Screama Sticks. They're called something specific. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm trying to remember, because I think I knew it off the top of my head, but I don't anymore. Part of me wants to say, like, a Spanish word, then I'm like, that's not right. I mean, it could be, because a lot of old styles of a Screama use Spanish vocabulary, but I'm not sure. I think I like to refer to them as ass beaters. No, that's a chinella. All right, anyway. Oh, we're going to move on oh, I just got to that. two weeks later. Yeah, two weeks later. Oh, fuck. It, wait, wait. It is It is a Spanish word. It's baston, which is what I thought it was, but I'm like, there's no way that's correct. That sounds French. Baston. Oh, no, because the French word is baton. Baton. Uh, oh. Like a, like a baton, yeah. Yeah, baton in English is from I, I French. I to make it Spanish. Yeah, <laughs> baston. Bustos. What's bustos? Uh, rude, isn't it? Yeah, I was gonna say that means rude. Oh, I actually didn't know that. I just know that word. Oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Tommy, have fun editing this episode, man. Anyways, continue. Yeah, that is. I just imagine him face palm. He's like, motherfuckers. <laughs> we can talk forever. All right. Um, so two weeks later, back to the show. The it's boys been... are sparring much faster. They train uh, their enhancer abilities by smashing rocks, a thousand rocks with another rock in one day um if the stone breaks the game is over they can only do this once so a per day um they only train one category per day the boys keep trying the yo game uh with like bisky holding up her finger and then like they're like four um but they want uh but they keep tying so they want a winner and so they decide to play rock paper scissors to determine said winner because they're children um Bisky teaches them that is it John Kenpo or Jakenpo? It's it's John. The Jaken is just in order to make it work with the or origin story. She says. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because Ja so, means like evil. Ah, uh, okay. So John Kenpo, um, rock paper scissors, guys, right? So paper equals palm strike to the according to Bisky. Paper equals a palm strike to the organs. Scissors equals a finger jab targeting vital points, and then rock equals a punch to deal external damage. Um, martial arts were called John Ken or Evil Fist, um, and were banned at one point, according to Bisky. So RPS was a way, I say RPS, rock, paper, scissors, was a way to train publicly, but secretly. Um, I don't know how or true this is. Shotgun. Do you know swords were banned in Japan? Um, but I can't remember, was martial arts banned at a point? I think Josh has some information on that, do you? Oh, okay. Not on if martial arts were banned or not, but I looked up a little bit of the history of rock, paper, scissors. Ooh, fun. Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. It's pretty weird. It is pretty weird, and actually it has some parallels to, like, 
Naruto that I've seen, actually. Um, what are we talking about here? Okay, so hand games originated 2,000 years ago in China. 17th century games migrated to Japan. Some of these words I don't know how to say, but basically, was it San, Sanzumikan? Is that what you said? Is that what you guys were talking about? Sanzumikan? It's like a three-jester hand game. Um, oh, which, uh, Sansukumiken? Something like that, yeah. You know how to pronounce it more. I'm, look, I'm on the Wikipedia page right now. Yeah. San means three. I know that much, uh, usually. Uh, it could maybe not be, but... <laughs> three gestures, yeah. So three je- for the three gestures, I guess. Mm. Um, which formed, which kind of morphed into the Japanese Mushikan. Familiar with that word? Did I say Mushi? that? Yeah, mm-hmm. Mushi is in, I'm assuming, insect? Oh, like bug. Is my guess. Yeah, I know... So- yeah, go ahead. I mean, kind of. Like, there's a, I guess there's an aspect of it. There's some animals in there. So they had, uh, instead of like the, the fist, the straight hand, or the scissors, it was a thumb. A thumb, which represented a frog, a pinky, which represented a slug, and a snake represented by the index finger. Oh, I see the Naruto thing you're talking about now. There you go. Yep. Yep. Um, but I guess the in Japanese the slug translation was wrong. It was supposed to be a poisonous centipede because slug beat snake, and people are kind of like, "How the hell is a slug going to beat a snake?" <laughs> the okay. poisonous centipede. So kind of, I guess that's a little uh, mis in, mis uh, interpretation there. Yo, can but, I tell you yeah, something I interesting? That was interesting. Hey, go for it. I looked up the characters for it, and the one for that's mushi as an in insect. While that is how you would say it in Japanese and what it means in Japanese. Apparently in Chinese, it means snake. There you go. Mushi eater. So that's a really crazy difference. Crazy. Hmm. Yeah. Insect eater. Yeah. So the frog beats the slug, slug beats the snake, snake beats the frog. That's basically all the history I had on it. But they actually, from 2003 to 2009, fast forward a lot, there were world championships held in Toronto, televised by Fox Sports for Rock, Paper, Scissors. Oh. I don't know how you qualify for that. Like, it's really <laughs> mostly a game of chance. There's some people, like, that put the psychological, psychological aspect into it. Yeah. There's, like, there was something like women are more likely to start with paper, something like that, and people rarely repeat the same thing. I don't know. Oh, I repeat it all the time to trip somebody up. Well, because you figure they're going to do something else, so then. There's, I guess that there's where the psychological aspect comes in. Yeah, psychology. As you thinking too Sometimes much. Sometimes I'll just cheese rock because I panic last minute and I just my hands stay still. <laughs> Same. <laughs> Have you seen Kakiguri? Or Kakiguri? No. I've seen clips of it. I've never uh, watched it. They more. have a whole breakdown of the quote unquote. I mean, obviously, it's an anime, right? So, like, how scientifically factual this is. But, like, they play, it's like the gambling game, right? Or the gambling yeah. anime um, that all the, the teens are obsessed with. Um, uh, we're old. Uh, but <laughs> they they have this whole thing about, like, how, like, oh, you choose rock because blah, buddy, blah, buddy, blah, blah. And, like, they, like, talk trash to each other. Um, it's interesting. They, they just, you know, they play what is really a game of chance for most people and they turn it into like the weirdest <laughs> most intense psychoanalysis that there possibly can be and they do that with pretty much everything but um fun Yo, show Joe, good, good modern thing 
Yo, Joe, uh, is it Manish Boy that has that ability? And is it Port Four? I think with the rock, the the John Kenpo. I I think that might be them, but yeah. Like long story short, Japan cares where way more about rock paper scissors than any other country on earth, and that's partially because it's from there. I mean, like the basis game is from China, but like rock paper scissors as it currently exists is from Japan. Fair enough. Actually, I think it's Boy to Men. Happy and you know it is also a Japanese song, by the way. Just so you know. Nice. Okay, so another thing that I wanted to mention is the uh, the animals as selected that are also in Naruto. I think. If I remember correctly, that's also from like an old, like medieval Japanese novel. And so I'm curious to know whether the game was made based on the novel or if the novel took inspiration from the game. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it's a curious one. But yeah, Does that thanks, Josh. be the first tie in video game. No, I mean, it was a it was a fucking I mean, to be fair, chess is a pretty big tie in to like monarchy. Fair enough. But thanks, Josh. Thank you. Um, okay, so gentlemen, behold cards. What? <laughs> Excuse me. Wait, Patrick. <laughs> Did I, I write think that. You need Who to... wrote this? <laughs> Patrick, I think you need to do this. Gentlemen, behold cards. Well, hey, what do you know? That's pretty nice. I am pretty hungry. Good. Then let the bombing begin. <laughs> is this a JoJo reference? I swear to God. No, me. it's an Aqua Teen Hunger Force reference where like a bunch of the early episodes start with a guy coming in and will be like, gentlemen, behold. And so when fucking Gendru comes in and is like, gentlemen, like he started his speech that way. I was just like, that's why Patrick wrote this. Yes. And originally it's a, it's his corn, but I thought I, I adapted a little bit for the situation. Adapts yeah, but it is overly dramatic as Genthru <laughs> turns out to be. Yes, he he does come off very Doctor Evilly, to be honest. Yeah. Um. So yeah, remember those dudes in the cave? Um. They are preemptively celebrating, uh, the close of the game. Right. Spiky blonde hair glasses man. Uh. So they, I think they pretty much got most of the cards right. They're like real yeah. close. They're really really close. Five um, years. Five fucking years. Five years. Yeah. Um. So spiky hair, blonde glasses man says that um, the past five years has been an honor. Like he's real proud, but like um, he's the bomber. Um, he planted bombs on every person in the cave and explode a man's face. Um, his he actually kind of survives that, right? Um, he, he does for a while. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's it is a mortal bad. wound. Yeah, it's, it sucks. It's a sucky wound, but you know he's chilling. Um, oh, you should see in the manga. Yeah, <laughs> they show his face. Oh, yay. Yeah, in the anime, he's just covering his face, mostly probably because, I don't know, censorship, or maybe just they didn't feel like scarring children, or they oh, didn't yeah. want to Oh, yeah, he's missing it. a fucking face in the manga. Oh, goody. Yay, that's fun. Um, cool. Uh, so, um, we'll just call him Genthru, because I, I, for some reason, I don't mention his name ever when I wrote this. That, that but, is his um, name, Genthru. Yeah, Genthru. Yeah, that's his name. By the way, his name is Genthru. Um, his spiky hair, blonde glasses, man. Um, his ability is Little Flower, a.k.a. I don't, I can't, uh, don't know, that says five, that says explosion, a handful of gunpowder. Is it yeah, Teddy? It, the no, the Furigana like, just says like a handful of gunpowder. Okay, cool. Um, I was like, I was like, I see fire. I see <clears throat> music. I see two letters. <laughs> Wait, which character is music? Is that music? Is that not Ongaku or no? No, I mean, I don't, I don't know the character for music. Is that T? I, fuck, I don't know the character for. It really says the sound of music. 
I don't think that's is that music? I think no, I would recognize it looks similar to T so I can see why you would think that okay so it's probably just gunpowder because I can't I actually can't read Japanese kanji guys uh, my bad I don't know what I'm trying I think that's fire though that's that, that is definitely fire that one I recognize yeah. and that was the only one where I'm like I guess I could believe this is gunpowder sure. I'm guessing it's the one that looks like a star uh yeah it's the one that looks like two pieces of wood attached to each other with like flame coming off of it Oh, because uh, isn't that the symbol for for the on the fire blast that that uh, Charizard shoots? Exactly. Nice. See, Pokemon has not let me down yet. Actually, okay. no. Wait, the one that Charizard does is different, I think. But anyways, continue. Okay, sorry. It looks like um, it. I, it is similar. All right, and um, and with it, with Little Flower, he explodes everything he grabs. But it's not that strong, right? Um, like, you, he cuts to the dude, like, rolling around in the ground, like, technically still alive, right? Um, but, the, but it was, like, on his face, so yikes. Um, but the bombs planted um, that explode will murder you. Um, so, like, his, like, long-form bombs, super difficult. Um, his, like, touchy ones, sucky, but, like, survivable. I mean, they can still blow your hand off, though. Yeah, I think so. If you don't protect it with Co, um, or whatever. Uh, yes. Um, so he plants the bombs by touching someone and saying, he's, by the way, he's telling everybody this. Um, he plants the bombs by touching someone and saying the word bomber. Um, they had this whole, like, I don't know, what is it, cutscene or. Um, flashback. flashback yeah flashback to him being like man be careful of the bomber it'll get you and like putting hands on like shoulders or chest it's, it's, like, or, it's like, like him faces. touching both the cheeks he like touching both the cheeks on the day watch out for the bombs like uh why are you touching my face like that yeah <laughs> oh sorry They're, they just thought he was like real touchy and weird but like it was fine like it's whatever, like the guy right? from uh from euro trip the scoozy guy scoozy oh <laughs> Is, it, isn't that um he's the guy from snl i think joe you don't like him yeah fred aniston Fred Amison, yeah. Armiston, whatever um, his name Arm, is. Yeah. And Tommy will quote um, the Eurotrip forever. Um, Dude, that he loves that legit. movie. Um, okay. But to this, he's telling them to disarm the bombs. You have to touch him and say, I caught the bomber. Um, after he explains the bombs become visible, um, explaining his plan is the condition of his Nen ability, and it's a super convenient for the viewer. Um the counter is also linked to your heartbeat, so the more like you exert yourself, the faster the countdown goes down. Uh oh. Um, so I don't know. I don't know anyone who wouldn't be nervous, like, oh, I'm gonna die. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Me with my so, anxiety, I will yeah. literally just die in five seconds. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, he wants all the cards the whole crew has in order to disarm the bombs. The leader begs everyone to just hand over their cards, even though they worked together for five years for this, it's not worth their lives. Puhat, who came uh, to negotiate, is murdered by the bomber. Um, they go outside the game, right? Yeah. Um, so Puhat goes outside the game, that like weird square face dude, um, to negotiate uh, the bomber. Uh, but they just murder him. Um, and they're just like, oh, what'd you do? Like, if you, you know, murder Puhat, like, you can't get his stuff. But if you murder someone outside the game, it's like, it's fair game, I guess. Like, you can steal someone's shit. Man, um, Im imagine, imagine living your life, your name's Puhat. You think, oh, well, it can't get any worse. Then you just get fucking killed. Yeah. I, I just realized something. Yo, Puhat looks like if you made a crank yanker puppet of Leorio. <laughs> crank yankers. He, 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 he kind of more like a, kind of like a knockoff Lupin. Yeah, all these are true. Got it almost, all, yeah. all true. Um, okay. Uh, but if you die in the game, 
you die in real life, but you also all the cards vanish. If so, you like, die in the game, you, you die in real life. Oh my god. Um uh the memory is all still intact if they die in real life. Uh Bara or Sub, I cannot remember who bring him, brings the Neither crew the head um and explains that if all three of them join their right thumbs and say a keyword, all the bombs will be disarmed. Uh, 12 hours later, it just cuts randomly, the Phantom Troops arrives by boat to greet Island. Um, uh, note, Bara's original Japanese name, Bara, um, literally means roses, a symbol notoriously used by the manga author Yoshihiro Togashi as a metaphor for bombs, explosions, and the like, a meaning clearly linked to the bomber's ability concept as a suffix for the title a title bara his name also indicates multiple people i.e the bomber being actually more than one person um this is in quotes is this from like a source specifically it's from wikipedia or no it's from the hunter wiki i think oh okay cool um sub's original name is sabu um is one of the not non-nori readings used for Mm -hmm. names of people um for the kanji san literally three it's three lines is that horizontal i don't remember yeah it's horizontal yeah horizontal lines on top of each other essentially um which may be due to the fact that the bomber quote-unquote is actually a group of people a group composed of three people interesting that's fun. this next one is my note and i'm there's no way this is a coincidence um do you want to read it then sorry yeah I, all sub this and was, bara. uh joe's okay yeah sub and bara also have a different and unrelated sexual connotation uh bara meaning rose is used for like buff gay dudes and sub is exactly what you think it is and I, there's no way this is a coincidence that's all i'll say i wouldn't say that they're completely unrelated <laughs> oh no i mean i mean it's unrelated from the uh meaning of sabu being a reading of three so do you think tagashi prefers subway or dominoes <laughs> i believe he prefers dominoes. the dominator <laughs> the dominator pizza hut actually probably pizza. i'm trying to think what's popular in japan oh god pizza japan? hut is you know they have some of the like because japanese like restaurants or chains love to do like specials. They like seasonality in Japan, right? In general. Yeah. yeah. But it translates into like modern day Western food too. Um, so they always run specials in Japan. But sometimes like Do they do pumpkin pizza for Halloween? I think they might have for at fall. one point. I they would do so black they do a lot of black. They do a lot of black because kabocha is really popular. So like mm-hmm. if it was pumpkin, it'd probably be closer to kabocha, not like American pumpkin spice, right? Yeah. Um but like they, I, I think I was there once when I was there, they had like a hot dog hamburger pizza. Like Whoa. it was like hot. Little okay. Wieners. That exists in the States. It was that in the States. Yeah, I don't know. American I know this was existed in like Japan. Oh no, I believe you. What I'm saying is oh. people have definitely also done that in the States. Oh really? Like buy, buy pizza hut. I never I've had heard. Fu- well, not by pizza hut, but I've had like a meatball sub pizza before. Oh yeah. 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 Like, like that people will do that. Place but... we went to? Um, I mean, did we go to, uh, what the fuck is it? Yo, Pauly's it's pizza. Yeah, it's where we had the, the breakfast pizza. No, that's a different place. That's a different place. That's oh, Grand Ave you... Pizza. If anyone's in the Phoenix area, go, go to Grand Ave Pizza. And if you show up at like 2 a.m., sometimes I might be there. <laughs> just just wave Drunk at Joe. As hell eating pizza. Yeah, impromptu meetup. <laughs> <laughs> just I mean, just watch Joey Pizza. Um, no day specified. 
No, they just show up. Eventually, we'll be there. Um, if you're at any bar in the Phoenix, Scottsdale, or Tempe area, you might <laughs> oh, find God. me. Um, just, <laughs> if you're at any fine. sort of game store in the Phoenix area, you might see me haggling over stuff or just trolling. So, actually, probably not. I haven't gone to a game store in a while. But, uh, <laughs> it's a pandemic. It's a pand. It's a pasalubon, guys. Um, so anyway, possibly looks probably a pretty appropriate word for the pandemic. I'm not going to lie. That's a pretty inappropriate word because are you bringing it home to your family? Yeah. <laughs> it's a gift I mean, bring home to my family. Um, well, so a lot of people did that. This You got 70 pounds of coronavirus to bring on the plane? Oh, yeah. <laughs> In a, 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 is it Balakbayan? Yeah, it's a Balakbayan box. box. Oh, my God. <laughs> Those things are nuts. I went to, I was in Las Vegas recently and I went to like the Seafood City Right, and there were just stacks of bullock buy-in boxes, oh my God. Um, taped up to hell um, because you know whatever. Anyway, sorry. Moving on. Um, I swear though that Japanese food sometimes is much more American than American food is. Like, <laughs> damn. Like they get real creative. Um, they have hamburger sushi. Like that's a thing. Um, I'm glad. I'm glad that if I go to Japan, I won't be. I won't be felt so isolated. No, no you, you still will. A lot of it's strange versions yeah. of stuff you would have in the states yeah it's it's, it's for japanese right. palate right obviously right. Um, i think oh i notice with a lot of american um based foods in mm-hmm. asia in general they're always gonna either make it slightly sweeter mm-hmm. when it's a savory dish yeah and add a lot of cheese that is true oh my i never noticed yes like Korea, a lot of Korean up. food, but that's popular right now. Cheese. Oh yeah, yeah. He's at the wazoo. And I'm like, wow. No one. <laughs> I love cheese, but <laughs> yeah, I've never had it in like an Asian style dish before. That doesn't seem like it'd be the best blend. Yo, go to a fucking Drunken Tiger in Phoenix. It's a is that Mesa? Tempe? I, think... I think it's Mesa. Mesa Tempe, I think yeah. Okay, yeah. So if no, y'all Mesa, just Mesa, like right. if y'all Drunken just tiger. you know scope out fucking Drunken Tiger, we might show up there one day. One day, I need to try that now. Ooh, that's, that's definitely on the list. You take the yeah, boys. We should, honestly, you we should just boys have a meetup yeah. one day. Ooh, this is the most Arizona-centric time. episode yeah. of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, guys, I know we've been trying to avoid the topic, but we all live in Arizona. <laughs> Technically, I feel like we talked about this so many times. We have. We have. We, have. It's, we just Didn't like pretend we don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyways. Um, okay, anyways, well, Drunken Tiger, Polly's was it? no yeah. Polly's. There's a Korean Arizona. hot dog place here. There's an H Mart. We're getting fancy, guys. Yeah, um, we're, we're getting more Asian over time. Oh, okay. I need I need to write this down. I need these references. Oh, no. well, well, you will give them to you after the show. I swear, Perfect. we will give you Beautiful. a list let's, of all the. Let's go on to the manga notes. Yeah, yeah. sounds <laughs> good. Yeah, speaking of Arizona, let's do the manga notes. No. Uh, so I don't know if they did they show them getting the mo the moch the moch mochi in the anime. I can't remember them. Getting yeah, they that. do. They do. They, they do? did. Okay. I think he did it differently, but they did. Okay, because it looked differently then. And then uh, they also show off these two cool dudes fighting uh, fight fighting uh, in biskies during the training, like these guys in these. What are the costumes? Are they gi- they're not geese, right? Those those look I've like a Kenpo Hakama? karate. Yeah, that sounds right. Um, yeah, the, the pants are used in Aikido and a couple other yeah. styles like um, Kudo, which is like traditional archery. I think Kenpo um, Karate uh, or Kenpo, the sword. Um, it's where oh, you kendo. Like, kendo. Yeah, kendo. Yeah, so these are like, quote unquote, really, really, really Japanese outfits, while karate outfits are actually like 
sort of Japanese outfits because they're based like half on Okinawan stuff. And Okinawa, for anyone who doesn't know, uh, is the part of the Ryukyu Islands. Is where karate are, is from, but like they were culturally isolated from central Japan for a long time and were half culturally Japanese and half culturally Chinese. So like that's why karate draws a lot of its lineage from Chinese martial arts, but stuff like kendo and judo do not because they are like quote unquote native Japanese while the other is more like the inter the periphery area between the two cultures. Yeah. Well, they got that and they just fight. And this is note. The Vizmanga translate Rurubu as, oh fuck. I probably butchered that as flowing dance. Kumite. 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 Yeah. I mean, that means like sparring. I mean, that's not an exactly accurate translation, but I do think it's interesting that the one you're reading, which is a different uh, translation than mine kept it like in Japanese as Rurubu, which just, Sounds like something that you hear a creature say in a Junji Ito thing right as it's about to kill you. Fair enough. Um, also, Abengane? Is that how you say his freaking name? Abengane. Abengane figures out the pull stuff himself here, I think. Did they? Because, th- yeah, Gentu explained it in the anime, right? Yeah, in the anime, he's just like, let me tell you how my power works. Well, in the manga, Abengane was like, wait, 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 I'm noticing this guy's more nervous than that guy. Oh, shit, that's what's up? And he didn't say anything to anyone. Yeah, it's like, we got to save him and shit. Um, and then of course, uh, so no head. Megan, look at this picture. Oh, geez, like you. I like how it's uh, seven. Seven ten. What is it? Seven ten. Seven ten. Yeah. <laughs> but like, bro, yeah. Wow, that's dudes. Like, you got the fat tongue, like falling down. Jeez. So yeah. since people can't see it, the seven ten bag is straight up just a seven eleven bag, but they wrote ten instead of eleven. Just because, you know, yeah. copyright. I wonder yep. how bad copyright strikes are there. Because, like, they do that all the time. I just, I wonder if it's, like, too distracting to have, like, real McDonald's. And it's, like, oh, Wickdonald's, like. Black Arnold's. Black Arnold's. Oh, I was about to say Whack Arnold's, damn it. Black Arnold's. Wait, what's in, that? in Gundam, they do, um, they do McDaniel's. Oh, McDaniel's. McDaniel's. <laughs> damn, you know, what's funny is in the new Gundam movie, they just have a straight up Jollibee in it. Like a real Jollibee? Yes. Like, as the, by part, accident, the, they're like, let's see what weird mascots we can come. But, like... No, no, no. It's because uh, the, the new Gundam movie takes place in the Philippines. Oh. Oh! What? Wait, is what? This, is this something where in Japan, when it comes to copyright, if it's any properties that are, like, either recognized in Japan, um, but not... in it, It's, like, where they're strict, but anything else is, like, free game. <laughs> Yeah, because the Daojin, isn't the Daojin stuff, like, that's all fan-based and that's allowed to be sold, right? Uh, the Daojin as in the, the fan thing, not yeah, the yeah, thing. Yeah, no, no, no. Well, so yeah, Daojin, Daojin, like, are allowed to be sold, but I think it's like a gray area where it's just like they turn a blind eye unless it's people outside of Japan selling it. Fair enough. Yeah, um, but yeah, I think it's pretty funny. Uh, it has the same rating as Pokemon Omega Ruby that didn't have enough water, I think it was. Or was it 8 out of 10? I can't remember. Has too much water was the rating. Too much water, gotcha. 7 out of 10, not enough head. Anyways, uh, yeah, Amazing Convenience Store. Uh, the, scene the, guy ta- the scene of the guy talking after getting through the gang and the game release of the bomb was added to the 2011 anime. So uh, at, in the anime where he's talking, that doesn't happen in the manga. After he's buzzed, like, why would you do this? We got the cards for you. I can't remember who that was, the, the purple hair guy. Let's see. Oh, knockoff. yeah, the, the, leader of the, the leader of the crew or whatever. I don't remember his name. He, like, when he first showed up, he was very inspirational, and then it's like, now he's just fucking dead. 
I think I think I called them uh, great value, best value uh, Itadori. I didn't. I didn't call them. Or you're saying you could call that's them. That's what that. I called. That's why oh, I called okay. them. Best yeah, value Itadori. And then uh, more violence. The heads exploding and oh my go. gosh, eyeballs Love popping up. What? That yeah, looks a lot like Junji there. Ito. I'm not gonna Oof. lie. Yeah, I got the same vibe. Weirdly enough. I think it might be the exploding eyeball thing. <laughs> I think I think uh, Togashi is a fan of Junji Ito. I don't know that for a fact, but just like the way that he does like macabre shit seems like that way. I, I, I absolutely adore Junji Ito. He's like precious, like the actual oh. person. Oh, his stuff oh, yeah, scares me cute. too much. Um, I'm sure he's adorable, but like he's terrifying. <laughs> At least his work it, it, is terrifying yeah. to me, which is good. I mean, he does a good job. Yeah. It's just that like, I get scared by like my shadow, so like. <laughs> it's like a, it's like Stephen King. How how Stephen King's works are dark and really freaky. Like I mean, my grandfather was a marine, and he he read um uh, I think I forgot what one uh, Salem's Lot, and he said he had to run up the stairs because he was scared shitless after reading that book. Jesus. And like and like he met him years later, and like in Maine, and he's just like just the coolest dude. He's like, yeah, what's up. But he's like, don't piss him off because that car that like the tr the truck that hit him that almost killed him. He later bought it and just like took a baseball bat and just like broke the whole thing apart by hand over the course of like a year. Yeah, to be fair, though, it kind of fucked his life pretty That's badly. Probably, what? Uh, hmm? It's very cathartic. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah, like I if would... I could afford to do shit like that. Yeah, I would say <laughs> out of any like outlet. Um, That's probably one of the more healthier ones. <laughs> You know what? You're right. Actually, that probably is a very healthy coping behavior. Yeah. I mean, you could have took the Buy baseball bat to him. Beat the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah, you could go to a rage room nowadays. Just get a bunch yeah. of old shit and take a bat to it and break. Everyone break just wants to reenact the part in Street Fighter Two. Which part? Yeah, oh, part? breaking the car. The bonus levels where they're just punching cars. <laughs> oh, you know, Mega Sixty Four did that. They actually had a whole video of them just beating the shit out of a car. <laughs> That's amazing. It's. I think one of them said they they busted their hand open on the glass doing that, but I'll send the video later. It'll be later. But anyways, um, I don't know if maybe I missed this. Uh, why does it say PETA? What the fuck? I think that's I, just like they probably took effect. like a, a katakana sound effect, and then they're just like, well, this is what it would literally be if we put it in English. But probably there's a different automatopoeia in English. Like tap tap would probably be the appropriate one in English, but probably the Japanese automatopoeia for like clicking keys is probably. That works. Peter, 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 Peter. Peter, 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 Peter. That's that's a new aura. But um, but yeah, um, I don't know if I, uh, maybe I missed it, but uh, like uh, Elena or Ita detects the intruders in the manga, but I think Razor just knows. In the yeah, in the, the anime, anime, he just shows up when they when they hit the coastline, right? Yeah. Yeah, they haven't. He hasn't showed up quite yet. I don't think. Yeah, but this this detection thing is manga only. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so okay, I just want to make sure. But but yeah, and I thought I thought this makes a little bit more sense. I don't know why they just didn't do that. It's like two seconds. I think it it feels I think the vibe is more like Razor just knew. I think it, it makes this it makes almost no difference. Um it's just like someone's gonna be there to fuck things up. Like <laughs> Fair enough. And and then in the in the manga, uh they for some reason Razor's name is Laser. It, any RL sound um, can be translated because like, these are probably fan translations you're pulling from. This so is a they, fan translation. Yeah. So Reza or Le there's no L sound. So it's Ra either way. Um, I, but I think 
Oh, I was going to say, like, I think, yeah, if you don't have, like, official notes that tell you it's Razor, I could definitely see why you would pick Laser because he's, yeah. like, an emitter. Yeah. It makes, makes sense. sense. Like, either name pretty much makes sense. So um, you just prepare the quad Razor. Anyways, and the other question is, why the fuck does Tugashi keep drawing Naruto all the time? What the fuck? I mean, him and the guy who made Naruto are homies, and so I think he was basically just celebrating... Uh, his like kohai's like success oh I, I would, uh, huh? sorry i was trying to translate that i can only read the first it's minai de if that says i don't know the that kanji do you think it was like an anniversary or something uh yeah yeah oh could be it could be like he's celebrating naruto's anniversary of being published but let me just Google Translate, because... That's really yeah, that's nice of I wish Tagashi would draw my inventions. I do think it's interesting that in one of the... the in the first picture, uh, Naruto has, like, effectively, like, cursed armband type stuff. Like, that kind of looks like the stuff Hiei wears. Huh. Inter- maybe it might have been a reference. What, the beads? Yeah, Is he sure. wearing beads? He's all, yeah, really he's also wearing beads, beads, which is also another thing for containing evil. So I might, it might be the whole thing about the uh, the nine tailed fox being in Naruto. Looks like those could be little uh, little voodoo dolls. Look like little voodoo dolls of gone of gone in Leorio right there. He's doing some maybe, weird maybe. demonic shit. He's got some shit going on. Damn, we got some Juju Kaisen. That's, a, that's stuff. a forbidden jutsu for sure. Ooh, you know that'd be a sick crossover: Jujutsu Kaisen and Naruto. I mean, the crossover would be cool. Maybe. I mean, one of them said in more modern world, so it feels like a more appropriate one would be Jujutsu Kaisen and, like, Yu Hakusho, like, 20 years after the events of Yu Hakusho. I'd be down. Ooh, that you, would be you, cool. You finished that, by the way, right? Uh, I have not finished the anime yet, um, and I haven't started reading the manga either. Dude, I just finished it. Oh, my God, it was so good. Nice. I think, Sarah, was it you that recommended to me to watch it? So, oh, let's draw without looking. Oh. oh. So he, I don't think he used a reference photo. Oh, he yeah, just... that's what it said in my translation. I have the official yeah. Viz translation. That's what oh, it said. Oh, okay. Is that first character I? Me, yeah, me, like a, to see, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay, it also yeah, means yeah, I, yeah. yeah. That's all yeah, I mean. Yeah. I was like, me nine means like, don't look. But I'm like, oh, what do you mean look. don't okay, look? Okay. And I was like, without looking, because Google figured it out eventually. Um, oh, that's what the Naruto edition. So the um, so minaide, which is means it because the subject object verb is different in Japanese. But um, let's draw without looking, essentially, and then Naruto is underneath, and then that weird kanji, or just that kanji after Naruto's name. Um, oh yeah! In case anyone needed further edition. proof that Tagashi can fucking draw if he wants to, he did these without <laughs> looking. As, so as in with his eyes closed, without looking at the reference source. I think without looking at the reference source. And then there's like okay. a little note at the bottom, which I can't read because it's too small. But uh. Cool. There's a way to draw. I took a drawing class a while back, and they always told us we're using a reference to look at the reference, but don't look at what you're drawing. I wonder if it has anything to do with that. Yeah, it might have, have been like an exercise or just for fun. Yeah. All right. It's pretty uh, fucking good either way. Yeah. Tagashi is amazing. You gotta finish it up though. All right, so uh, 1999 notes. What's There's going on? So little in these two episodes. Like straight up, like things stop different or stop being different that much. 
But this version, like the manga, shows Bisky cutting the rock thing with a knife to have it fall. Uh, and this version has Bisky calling out the percentages to Gon and Kilua first instead of them saying it. So she's like basically dictating it to them the way that you see in like old martial arts movies. And that is, I don't think they quote unquote changed anything from the manga because in the manga it is not necessarily obvious who is saying those percentages. So it is a different way of interpreting the exact same frames. Huh. It, it, it's not it's not surprising hearing Bisky call out percentage numbers. Probably somebody she knows did that as well. Maybe. Maybe her dad, yes. Maybe her dad, yeah. Papa Bisky. <laughs> Anyways, uh, uh, and now a word from our compatriots and benefactors. <laughs> On Apocrypals, we talk about the parts of the Bible that a lot of people skip over. Like the wizard battles. The angel jacuzzis. A goat full of sins. 500 drunk elephants. And a man named Porky Party. And yes, that's all really in there. All this and more on Apocrypals every other week on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Come on in. What can I get you? Sure, I've heard of Hair of the Dogcast. They're that podcast about video games and beer. From the latest gaming headlines to diving deep into the games of yesterday to sampling and reviewing craft beer from all over the world, Hair of the Dogcast is here for the gamer and beer lover in all of us. Available weekly on the Greenlit Podcast Network. Now, on to episode 65, Evil Fist and Rock, Paper, Scissors. Or in Japanese... Jaken to Jaken. It was originally released in Japan on February 3rd, 2013, and the equivalent manga chapters are 144 through 148, which were released in Japan on March 18th, 2002. And the equivalent 1999 episodes are 79 and 80, which were released in Japan on February 18th, 2004. Alrighty, so it starts out with the two live crew gang arriving on the island, but are stopped by the bouncer, aka Razor. Uh, Razor explains that they need to leave, and if they didn't enter, and that they didn't didn't enter by game console means. Explain explain that uh, that d- doing so is illegal, and they need to enter by that way. And explains that they can obtain a special card by fighting him, and that totally wasn't a big exposition drop at all for the audience. Totally not. Totally, totally not. Uh, so he uses a special ability card thing and sends them back to. Actually, where the fuck did they send them? Did they just did they put them back to like the spawning point where they left the boat, or did they put them back to their hideout? That's actually a really good question that I didn't think to think about. I do wonder where that sends you. Imagine if like they paid all this airfare for traveling and they just get sent back to the their hideout. It's like, oh hey, you guys are back so fast. What are you doing back so so soon? To be fair, they boated there. <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know the island. The way that it looked, it looked somewhere in the Africa region. So it'd be kind of, uh, I guess they could leave from New York City or York, New City. I, yeah, I I wouldn't be surprised if it sends them to like a series of like locations that are pre-selected by the game masters. So probably they just got dropped in the middle of like what York News Times Square is like. That would suck. It's like, damn it. I'm just yeah. gonna go home. But yeah. uh... But yeah, as soon as he sends them back, uh, Razor gets a sweet volley and just destroys their boat and causes a bunch of pollution and damage to the the, the area around it, which I don't know. That was, I think that was really irresponsible of him environmentally. You know, it's probably leaking a bunch of gasoline into the waters. 
to the water, destroy the environments, cause issues on the shore. Like, man, Razor sucks. <laughs> to be fair, I think the entire operation of Greed Island is like damaging to the environment. It's damaging to more to like everybody, but to human know, beings, yeah. It's, it's damaging in general. I mean, right, so, ugh, I can't saying? even talk about the whole thing about Greed Island and how much it bugs me. <laughs> like. Well, you'll be able to, like, in two episodes. I know. Well, I think I might have to wait till the very end of Great Island. Is oh, that... maybe. I think so. Nah, that's fine. It's fine. Just know I have yeah, a rant coming up in seven to eight episodes. I'm excited. The Me- Megan rants are the best. I-, I looked up where Great Island is. It is off the coast of what appears to be New Zealand. I wonder. I wonder if they'll actually put that on a map. Maybe that's what happens. That they instead of leave, leaving New Zealand off the map, just keep leaving Greed Island off the map. Wait, wait. For, for the record, it is between New Zealand and Hunter Universe, Alaska. So it's like next to by Russia, then. No, it's Isn't it's in Hawaii? a space that doesn't exist because these aren't near each other in real oh. life. I was trying to think. Like, I was going to you... say, how's the ge- how that how's the, shouldn't it be like snowing there if it's that far up next to Alaska? Well, no, because it's actually near the equator. They because they've they flipped the U.S. upside down, and so Alaska and Canada and the Northwest Passage are now in the southernmost part of the map. Australia is still in the southern hemisphere, but upside down, with New Zealand to its left instead of its right. Man. And it's between Wait. those two. So does that mean we're getting snow, baby? I, I don't know what the weather here is like. I cannot tell you anything about that, but continue. Gotcha. Well, I'm going to pretend we get snow, so... Last Christmas... Okay. Anyways, Gan and Killua are back to training, and Gan's using his new Jaja Ken move on an innocent rock. Tries paper, but fails to launch anything, and he asks how, and Biscuit how to do that, and she tells him to get good. So I just since, realized yeah. something. The what? fact that the name is Jajanken, does it literally just mean evil rock, paper, scissors? Uh, I mean, that's the name of his move, right? Well, yeah, but I'm saying, does it mean evil rock, paper, scissors? Uh, I think. Yeah, that might yeah, be the, that's one of, very weird to think about now. Because remember, and later on, a particular character that we can't bring up that might have a, be a JoJo reference brings up that he thought the, thought the move was really clever. Or the name of it's really clever. I don't remember that, but I'm excited to get there because I forget. I gotcha. Anyways, uh, Gon also Gon also wants to cut using scissors, and Bisky thinks that's just childish. And uh, I just noticed this, but uh, I think at this point she changed her hair to a single ponytail instead of trying to rock those dual that dual. What are those things the called? Half, the half pigtails. One of them cut off. Yeah, that look. Yeah, that's that's a look. She's stuck As with someone it for with a while, woman though. hair, um, that technically would. I mean, it, would it work? I mean, I don't think her hair is long enough to pull all the way back to the back of her head to do a ponytail. I don't know enough. I don't have hair, so I can't comment. Mm, I don't know how high how high up is her ponytail. Does she have an undercut pretty, in the back? It's a pretty high ponytail, right? I mean, it, she, she could pull it off. I mean, she's a lot on that left side. She just has to shift her hair around. No, what I'm saying is that the hair is too short to theoretically pull back farther. Maybe she uses Nen to hold it in place. She has Nen. You're right. Oh, I mean, she can de-age herself by like 80 years. 
Well, we don't know that yet. Oh, we don't? No, we didn't. They did mention, like, some guys, like, oh, her body's different or something like that. She's, like, actually 57. The guy, when he he ate her hair and he, like, analyzed Mm -hmm. her, he's like, oh, she's really old and she actually looks like a kid. (laughs) You know that normal behavior. Just that normal hair. behavior we we all face. I mean, that's that's basically the plot of My Hero Academia. So, yep. A lot of hair eating in anime. Fetish. All right. Anyways, uh, uh, Killer starts flexing with his lightning attack, and gone, and gone in comparison to an electric eel. And this is where I make an MG, uh, MGMT joke. Uh, Bisky picks up that ch- that his childhood must have been hell if he could shoot lightning like that, and and sort of. Uh, uh, generate that electricity, which is true. His childhood was hell, and then Bisky looks on like a proud mom, which is probably a reference to Genkai in a way. So I think, uh, I don't know. I think uh, was Genkai ever proud of Yusuke? I think she was, but I don't think she would have showed it at this time during his training. I do think I think you called out like when they were blocking things as like a reference, and I think that's or is that still to come? That's still to come. Oh, sorry, sorry. It's cool. Uh, the fun is killed when Killer realizes he needs to sign up for the hunter exam. So they head to Masadori and exit card. Ask her to leave, and it costs 3,000 jenny to, uh, to... They don't say it in the anime, but like, it's 3,000 jenny to know how to leave. They just say it just costs 300 jenny to leave, and then he explains it. I, I go into it in the manga, though, but... Uh, uh, Killua either has to fight a portmaster or get a leave card. He helps to fight their way out, a recruiting theme in the show, and then he, he GTFOs the game and heads to Dole Harbor, and Gon goes back to his training. He and loses all his cars, too, doesn't he? No, I think he, he gives him the Gon. He gives him the Gon? I think. Oh. At least that's what I assumed happened. I remember part where she's like, you have to give up all your cars. He's like, that's all right. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, I think it says that regardless, but I don't, I think it's implied he gave him the Gon, but I don't think it directly says, but that was my assumption as well. Yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, it would be kind of dumb if he's like, oh shit, I forgot to give you the cards. I mean, to be fair, he might have trash cards like when Gon pulled like the fucking rock off the ground. It's like, well, I have a rock now. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that might have been because they, they did. I remember in the manga, they had a lot of placeholder buff stuff. So that way, if they had steal, that it didn't happen. Didn't get, they maybe get a rock or what was the chance of stealing a card? Hmm. But, uh, but, anyways, during the training sesh, the priest, aka. Abengane, damn, these names suck. Interrupts and tells him about the bomber situation. Joseph hurt AF. Oh, sorry, Jesper hurt at AF, and they were and they were pretty much screwed. S- said he told them because the uh, the priest said he told them because the the, poli- the the priest man relies on the most, or was it the sesh? No, sorry, uh, Abengane relies on the most, and they feel that they're the most reliable. And they hope that they're going to be able to avenge the screwed group that are all bombed or covered in bombs. And then after the priest leaves, he admits that he only found him because of magnetic force. And then starts forming some plans of his own. So he's very sneaky and I'm very sus of him. Question. Did you guys feel he looked like a priest when you saw him? Because when I saw a priest in Patrick's notes, I knew who he was talking about. But that's not the impression I got about his costume. To me, it looked like like a Chinese martial arts costume. And I was like, it is a black dude wearing a Chinese martial arts costume. That's I don't know. also the impression like, I got I too. Priest. I didn't, I didn't, didn't get, get priest, priest vibes. I don't know. I, I, the only, I guess the only thing I got priest vibes, I was thinking of the, of the, uh, the Dio cover, uh, Holy Diver. He kind of, the, the costume he wears kind of resembles that priest costume and, and the skinny physique. Oh yeah. So no, maybe, I, I can see what you're saying. It's just not what yeah. occurred to me. 
Yeah, at least that's the vibe I got is that he and then the way that he handles himself, he comes off very priest like and very, I guess, very moves with intent, if that makes any sense. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I think he is definitely an inter if you ask me, he's like an underrated character. I think like his ingenuity and like the stuff that he was able to tell deductively and like his presence of mind during this stuff also the uniqueness of his talent are all really interesting things and i actually really like abengane as like an idea mm -hmm. i just wish he was in more of the series yeah, yeah. he's a pretty I legit mean, character I, I definitely like him and that he he kind of while he does care about the people he still is looking out for number one in the end of the day that's freed island for you boy i can i can yep. see why you would think of priest because i feel like with these costumes when it has a high collar um in like a singular color i guess it's like more where your um what your influences are because i guess if someone's just more familiar with catholicism or western stuff they think like that looks like a priest outfit versus if you're more familiar with martial arts um then you think oh that's like a like a martial artist uniform so i i think it could go either way yeah that's a, that's a good point i i think i, I kind of like that interpretation that we they're both getting different things from that yeah and i wonder if he i wonder if he made that intentional yeah i was kind of wondering that too because then when they actually do his powers it's not related to either of those archetypes he just likes throwing curveballs at us yeah all right so back to genthru and great value natsu from uh fairy tale Cause that's the oh that's who I was. It was an Itadori. Actually, does Itadori have pink hair? Or am I dumb? Wait, I... is Itadori from Jujutsu, Jujutsu Kaisen? He has pink hair, right? Oh yeah, it's like a pinkish orange, like a coral. Yeah, yeah, yeah he does. Yeah. I gotcha. Okay, salmon. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. Yeah, I I got that vibe and just Natsu from Fairy Tail. So at least for the one guy that with the pink hair in this. So anyways, they go back to them and just Jespa's dead AF, but Bomberman doesn't care. He asks for the ring so he can verify the cards and disarm, disarm the bomb. But Genthru is pretty sus, not going to lie. He seemed pretty sus to me, at least. With the way that he's carrying, he's, he's carrying himself. But mm. uh, any, anyways, uh, after that, it goes back to, the, to Priest Man or whatever his name is. That I'm going to keep forgetting. Abengane. Uh, Abengane, yep. Goes back to Abengane. And he's doing some freaky deaky voodoo shit, and he tries to remove the bomb on his back with a, his bomb in his body with a giant Resident Evil Eight looking parasite thing, like this giant, giant weird parasite. Gross! Thing. It's like a worm centipede thing. Yeah. With a face. Yeah, it's it's pretty freaking looking, and he's kind of looking, he's kind of looking pretty hesitant to use it. But uh, and then it goes back to get through the gang again. They look over the cards, verify all the cards are there. But first, they need to leave three three leave cards before they disarm the bombs. And uh, as they're doing this, the priest man gets the good suck by the parasite thingy on his area that's gonna explode soon. Classy. Anyways, uh, and here's the moment of truth. Get through in the gang, and this is like, I don't know how. I think it's twelve quotation marks. Releases the bomb and the priest man gets off in time just to get the bomb removed and they all explode 
they release the bomb, but by release they mean they make the bomb explode and kill everybody. Like, everybody's dead. Pretty violent. Uh, and actually, I guess the manga, I, manga difference I, I mentioned is that I think this happens earlier in the, the manga than it does in the anime. Yeah. Um, in the manga and 99, the exorcism thing does not happen at the same time as the explosion. Yeah. But uh, Priestman gets his own Pokemon exchange for the bomb until Githru releases Nen or dies. So I guess that's pretty cool. What do you guys think? Cool Pokemon? What do you think you name it? <laughs> He's like a poop of sorts. Poopamon? Poopachu. He's kind of like a tamarind. Poopachu? If it Did you say Poopachu? Who said Poopachu? No, I didn't Poop-a-choo. say Poopachu, but yeah. he's kind of like a... T- he's like tamarind if like it had like a face. I, ca- I can't like, um, see that. You know those uh, fucking dolls like from ancient Japan that like the Pokemon clay doll is based on? Yeah. It's like if clay doll was made from like a tamarind. Interesting. I, th- I think I can vibe with that. He's also nice. sort of a Mr. Hanky type figure. Oof. Oh, I love Mr. Hanky. Must be Christmas Just time, imagine huh? if every time it ate one of the bombs, it's like, howdy how? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. So uh, it, it now goes goes to Biscuit and Gone, thinking about the group, but they, they're like, nah, they're good, and just decide it's best just to, crack, just to crack some packs at a card shop instead. It's like, you know what? They're all dying, but let's just open up some card games, you know, card card packs. I think that's pretty much everybody's response to that situation. Reasonable. Uh, but they notice something's off when the shop gets a huge amount of cards in. It's like so they're fucked like, up. Yeah, it's like, oh, we just got a huge shipment in. And it's like, oh no, and and like I think they hesitant, hesitantly thought to themselves, this must be from the group, and they end up buying a ton of cards with one of them being an S rank. That's one out of ten cards in the game, so I think that pretty much confirmed for them that oh yeah, they're fucking dead. But then, uh, but then they go back to our best boy Killua, and he's with a giant group of furries. Uh, oh shit! Sorry, the my thing got very small. Sorry. Uh, Your thing got small when you heard the word furries. No, I I zoomed back on you. No, I I zoomed out by mistake. (laughs) Gross. Uh, Back to Killua. A group of giant furries are talking, taking turns sniffing him, and notice he smells like Gon. Killua wants to go to the test site, but they just want him to tell stories about Gon instead. So this is this pretty weird. It's just like just four giant the the things that they fought in the beginning, just standing around him, just sniffing him. It's like uh, okay. I thought it was actually kind of cute. Just kind of like, oh, we remember you. <laughs> like, or we remember yeah. your friend anyway. Yeah. I, I, I guess if you think about it, like, the, like his giant, giant dogs that are sentient in a way. Yeah. Like, it's kind of cute. I, I think if I was in Killua's place, I'd be 100% over it. It's like, I just need to do something and you're asking me about someone else. <laughs> like, go, go away. <laughs> to be fair, Killua loves talking about going. That's true. He looked really happy. Be like, yeah, I'll share my stories with my favorite person in the world. Like, Jeez, I need to get me somebody that that talks about that talks about me, like uh, like Killer Cox about Gone. Mm-mm. Oh, by the way, sorry if you guys hear the ice cream truck in the background. Um, I actually hear you hear it. Yeah. Do you <laughs> no, hear it? A little bit. I don't hear it, but I'll I'll trust you. They come actually, by every Sunday. Yeah. Do they actually serve good ice yeah, cream? I don't know or they, they have ha- ice cream trucks anymore. I, I don't know. They don't stop for, for me specifically. Oh, sorry. What did you say, Josh? I, I haven't seen an ice cream truck for years, man. I don't know. I, 
I hadn't Dude. seen one until I moved into this neighborhood. Um, Did a Choco Taco? Oh my Ooh. God. Oh yeah. So I'm in New York right now and I've seen more ice cream trucks in the past couple of days than I have in the past like 10 years. I think that's an East Coast thing. Like in, in Jersey, like like I would it always see ice cream in trucks. East Coast for sure. Yeah, but yeah, I, I I miss ice cream trucks though. But actually, I I do not like the. I, I think I only like like the chocolate based ones, like Choco Tacos. I do not like. Uh, I do not like the you know the ice cream with the faces on it, like the SpongeBob, SpongeBob with the gumballs for eyes. Okay, those, are those suck. But there's definitely sherbet ones that are good, like the firework, like the one that's like red, white, and blue. Oh, the fucking great white one? shark that's firecrackers, like, whatever. Yeah, oh, firecrackers. Great white rule. shark. That was great like white lemon? shark rules. Yeah. Shout out God, to great white man. shark. Oh Lord! Shouts out, guys. But yeah, I'm I'm more of a choco chocolate guy with ice cream. If it's not, cho- like the the main chocolate vanilla strawberry, it's like, what do you, you doing? like? Push ups? You remember push ups? Like the Flintstones push ups? Oh yeah, those, those are, good are too. those yeah. are good. Those those were legit. My grandma used to keep those on deck. Ooh man, I miss those ones. The push up <laughs> yeah. pops. Yeah, those yeah, are those really so good. Damn. Fuck! Now I want those. Okay, but anyways. uh... <laughs> Let's get, we'll get back. Dairy Queen after this. Anyway, it's going to run around Megan's neighborhood till we find that truck. She's you got to drive about an hour, an hour out from where Pat lives to get here. Are you sure? I literally no, almost done. doxed no you on here. I was like, oh shit, never mind. <laughs> I'm sorry, Megan. Come over I'm to 3013 in Phoenix. <laughs> also, to be fair, Megan gave me the address and I still had a hard time getting there. So good luck. I actually gave you, the, I gave, okay, here's the fun. Fun anecdote. I gave Joe the wrong address. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Just give so him that sh- address. <laughs> he showed up somewhere. I don't even know what address I gave him. <laughs> He's like, she I don't see your house. It's an empty lot. And I'm like, oh right. Yeah, wrong Josh's place. old place. It's like they use unit numbers, and if you put into Google Maps, it just takes you to the middle of the, the, the neighborhood, and there's no signage to where any of the numbers are for the units. So it's like, good luck finding them. You talking about my old neighborhood? Yeah. Yeah. That yeah, it was sucked. a new neighborhood, and they hadn't put it on. It was on nobody's GPS, so like ordering food Oof. or trying people to get there was a nightmare. Yeah. Did you so ever I'm, give people GPS coordinates? Because you can do that, but it's a nightmare because then they have to copy and paste it rather than transcribe it. I feel like that's a big, a big problem for Uber drivers and whatnot. Oh yeah, <laughs> just imagine telling them like, "Oh, take me to this amount of clicks, this number of seconds." I'm like old, like, hey, there's a yellow building. You're gonna take a right. You're going to go through a gate. There's a guy waving his arms at you. That's me. Give me my food. But have you done this, dr- like, trashed before? Like, you oh hopped in God. an Uber and we're like, can I get yellow bus, three, four oh. away, <laughs> clicks three, nine. Okay, bye. <laughs> I've had, yeah, I've, I've had people cancel, yeah, cancel trips on me because, like, they cannot find Oof. where I'm at. So I'm like, Damn. all right, well, we'll try this again. And who's the closest person? Is the person just canceled the ride on me? So it's like, all right, how how many times are we gonna do this? It's like you just have to stand stand in front of your de- you have to stand in front of your development or something. I'll just shit. run out. Yeah, I'll run out to the main street and just pick me up there. Yeah. No so, light, but you know how like in classic vampire novels and like werewolf things, like people usually had familiars that went out during the day. Like they had normal human servants who would go out during the day to like fetch them things because they couldn't yeah. go out because of the sun. Imagine yeah. being one of those in the time of Uber. It's just like, well, I had to exit the master's castle in order to get his delivery Taco Bell because the <laughs> sun is out. I'll be. Uh, man. I just pictured that in Castlevania, but they had Ubers. <laughs> I was picturing, uh, what's that vampire show, that comedy on FX? What we do in the shadows? Guillermo? I was thinking the yeah, same thing. I was thing. thinking Guillermo getting out there. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Give me a taco. <laughs> God, that feels so man. fucking good. Megan, when you when you talked about Castlevania, I was just thinking of like those ads that are like, but like uh, there's a specific type of ad that you'll become obvious as I say it, but it's like, my wife is dead and I don't want to marry. I just want to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, Jesus. back to Hunter Hunter. Yeah. I still think the funny uh, one more thing, and I'll go back to it. The the, the Castlevania, it's like it's like, it's like the they fucking the motherfucker stole Dracula. Can't have shit in Detroit. Yeah, I fucking love that. God image. Damn it. Anyway, anyways, yeah, we're back now. Uh, so it's at the end anyway. So any on Killwit and Bisky, Kill and Bisky, what the fuck? Gone. And, I don't know why I wrote that. Any on Gone and Bisky, she trains them how to shoot energy spheres. Seems to have a similar vibe to Genkai teaching Yusuke how to enhance his spirit gun. Or Kira Kreen using Stray Cat. So, Patrick has included a trigonometry diagram from the manga of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure that was not adapted to the anime, even though I really wish it was, but I also get why not, because it's just straight up, like, one of the characters who's, like, a sociopath, but, like, quite smart, just being like, oh, if I just uh, estimate the length of my arm and the, like, length of the area between my thumb and my forefinger... I will have a pretty good indicator of the distance of this person to shoot them. And not shoot them like with arrows. Like he opens up his stomach and shoots out a bubble that he attaches a bomb to out of a cat that died and turned into a plant that he puts out of his body in a potted plant. Yeah, you guys should read JoJo. It'll make more sense if you watch it. But uh, yeah, I, I did like it, but like because it gave off that Genkai and Yusuke thing. I don't know if you guys had that vibe as well with that. I, I did earlier when they were doing the um, Ken uh, thing where he was, like, defending. Because, you know, it's very similar to the scene of, like, Genkai being like, we're going to shoot you with energy until you don't move an inch. Yeah. That makes sense. I, I just thought it was really cute because it, 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 like, made me a bit nostalgic for watching Yu Hawk show again. But, uh, but yeah, um, that's it for the anime. Uh, why don't we move on to the manga? I don't think there's a lot of them, though. Uh, the anime has a diagram on how Killua can leave the island, explaining how he needs a leave card or to step, or, or the steps to beat the fuck out of the main guy in charge of the of the ports. So like, like he, there's a full like in the anime they do the opposite where they have a full diagram of him like going to the port, beating up the guy, and, and leaving the island versus the anime where they didn't have anything like that. Uh, and then for some reason to get the leave card, the gang had to beat up a force full of furries in the manga to get the chief of the wolf pack card. Tells us getting a passing ticket, get a passing ticket card to leave the game. So I was a bit confused on that. Like, I, like I, I still wasn't sure if it was like he they ha- beat him up and got both the cards to get the card from the wolf pack leader to leave. I was a bit. This confused is why they ended that. it out. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense because I was confused as fuck. But essentially, essentially, yeah, yeah. Essentially, in the in the manga, they beat up a, a wolf pack leader to get a card to leave, and yeah, they made it a lot simpler in the anime. Just just watch the anime adaption. Um, Abigane mentions the idea of people becoming too reliant on cards. What do you mean by that? Uh, basically, he brings up the idea of like, well, if they had like actually worked on their skills, they could have avoided this situation. Yikes! See, he's out for uh- himself. Yeah, but no, another thing that I think that's interesting is you included a panel of the manga where it shows the Harbor Master. If you look at him, dude looks like Tarukane from Yu Hakusho. Tarukane? The guy who captured Yukina. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. The, the Oh, the money guy. The fa- the guy yeah. who has his head kicked off. 
Yeah, just imagine does, this actually. dude speaking with Oolong's voice. Makes sense. And then getting his head kicked off by... Yes. Uh, yeah. Man, I want to watch Yu Hawk show again. And then Amagane puzzly, puzzly, puzzlingly, puzzlingly mentions that even a Nen beast cannot rid of someone of postmortem Nen. So I'm, and that's kind of weird because like he mentions that in the anime that when he dies that it it rids himself of the post of the Nen beast. So actually, more interesting is you're right. It is interesting, but the reason that there's a difference is because he's basically saying if uh, Gendru had died but like he hadn't done the consumption thing, the exorcism thing, the bomb would still be there, but his ability makes it so that it's tied to the lifeline slash the nan ability of the other person. So the death, it gets rid of the post-mortem problem because it's just like, hey, this beast will die when Genthru dies or is incapacitated. Huh, interesting. Yeah. And then uh, an explosion does not happen simultaneously to the explosion here. I think we mentioned the that exorcism, before. I'm sorry. Okay, the exorcism doesn't happen the same time as the explosion. See, it happens at different times, and it's kind of weird how they change it up. But I think they wanted to make it more suspenseful in the anime. Where it's yeah, like they made it down it, to the wire. While in the manga, he's like he's exercised like hours earlier. Yeah, he's just, he's just vibing at that point. All right, so what about those ninety nine differences, Joe? What ninety nine differences do you have for us in this ninety nine world today? These are the least different episodes so far, honestly. So in this version, the boat explosion here is just much smaller, and Razor's spike is like one of the lamest animations I've ever seen. Instead of jumping up very energetically, the way people who actually play volleyball do, where like you know they bend their legs back to gain more mm -hmm. momentum and stuff, he just like literally floats up as if someone just tweened a, a still image of him and then just kind of pats the ball. And then it doesn't show people blow up here, but it does show the bomber walking away from a huge pool of blood. Yikes. And that's it. Uh, but we can argue that the implied death is scarier. <laughs> wow. Thanks, Alfred Hitchcock. You're welcome. <laughs> the psycho bomber scene, my favorite. You know, you actually don't see the knife touch at all. Man, I fucking hate Alfred Hitchcock. I like what he contributed to cinema, but yeah, he has some really weird ideas. I was listening to a podcast where they were analyzing the birds recently, and they were pointing out how much of it is just like Alfred Hitchcock's like own weird problems with like sexually liberated women. Yikes. Yeah, it's it's real yikes. And like at first I was like, I don't exactly see it. And they kept on explaining. I'm like, oh, no, this is definitely what this movie's about. Holy fuck. Wait, what's the what's the concept of the birds? Isn't it just a bunch of birds? Yeah, I don't not but they believe. Show up, I think but they show up because like a woman who's like a sexually liberated woman comes into a small town. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Ew. It's not directly stated, but like every time she does something that makes her more independent, more birds kill people. Wait. <laughs> so she's sinning. <laughs> Basically, yeah. Which is weird because it's based off a short story that that has literally nothing to do with the plot of the short story the short story takes place in like northern britain and it takes place on a farm where basically the rest of society's fallen and this family is just trying to like stay alive with the bird attacks so it's are basically like zombies in the short story like they're just evil for whatever reason 
Um, the idea was that birds basically came to a collective agreement that humans needed to die in order for them to live. And oh. so like human, like the birds, they're not like hyper intelligent. They basically just realize like humans are like a big source of their problems. So they like decide to all collectively just kill human beings. Just like The Happening or whatever that one movie is where the plants kill the humans and Mark Wahlberg does his thing. I think that's a little shock of horrors. Did you know Mark Wahlberg committed hate crimes? Fun fact. Yes. yes. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg what? committed hate crimes, but it's sort of interesting because the guy they like one he's bad. apologizing the dude who he blinded actually doesn't hold it against him anymore it was like 30 years ago yeah um i don't like mark Wahlberg, you, you but know that the one's black more... kids who he also tortured uh be, or like tormented i guess not tortured but tormented. i forgot about do that not, entirely do not forgive him just just yeah okay that out so there. yeah mark Wahlberg is a piece of shit but the vietnamese <laughs> wait, wait, wait. dude who he blinded forgave yeah. him What's with that? How did he blind him? He hit him? He fought him or something or what? Yeah, he like beat him with like a, like, it was like an old man and he like hit him with like some like wooden block or something if I remember. He, his excuse that he was on PCP, but he was like saying a bunch of slurs. (laughs) While he was on PCP. While he was on PCP. This was the 90s when he was Marky Mark. Please refer to him by the right name. When he was Calvin Klein underwear model. Yeah. So he, um, he also tried to get it exonerated or like scrubbed from his record in 2013 or something like that. Uh, Because I Googled Mark Wahlberg out of, you know, just, you know, when you're on a Google trip. Spite, out of spite. Out of spite. Well, I didn't know this. And then like there's a section that's like, the hate crimes, hate and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> a whole section on it. Yeah, I, I wish more just crime. famous people yeah. on Wikipedia just had a section called "Hate Crime," and hopefully most of them are just blank. And yeah. it's just like, why do you have this section? On every just in case. Just, just in case. Like J.R.R. Tolkien, hate crimes is just like blank. It's like, oh, why do you have this? It's 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 like uh, it's like H.P. Lovecraft. The entirety of the Wikipedia page just hate crimes. To be fair, none of those were hate crimes. It was incitement to hate crimes. Oh, sorry. I get those two mixed oh, up. Oh, J.R.R. Tolkien. I was like, I think Mark Wahlberg actually committed hate crime. <laughs> no, I'm no, not, no. I'm not, I, I was talking about H.P. Lovecraft. Uh, okay. So, geez, when is he going to get canceled? That's got to happen soon, right? Okay, to be fair, H.P. Lovecraft came pre-canceled, and it's more complicated because his views changed over his life. Did Did they, though? Yes, there's a part in one of his stories where he was mar- so he was in legitimately IRL married to a Jewish woman at some point and during that he got less racist and then he wrote a story where like aliens were you think that the aliens are like evil and then at the end of it it turns out that the aliens had also suffered like a terrible death at like a different alien race and he in reference to the aliens was like they might have not been, you know, from earth but they were men. They were men was like the last thing it says as like, you know, he realizes like that he could sympathize with the aliens who were like murdered. Oh, cool. But like, so like maybe, you know, he calmed down on the Jew hate, right? The Jewish hate. But like, he still had a cat, right? Did he keep? Like- uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying that he was totally chill. It was just more like he was a guy who was in process of getting better. He was also like becoming more and more of a leftist like he gradually is like maybe i'm a socialist and this is a guy who was like to to this point was like you know hitler had some good ideas so things were changing for him but then he got diagnosed with stomach cancer and died like a couple months later hp willcraft so that's yeah that's why his like um cancellation thing is very difficult because it's like he was like legitimately moving towards better things and like he was like telling people in his own personal life his own struggles but then he just like died of like stomach cancer brought on by like starving himself for so many years because he was so poor brought on by racism over the years (laughs) oh i mean yes his 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 being poor is actually tremendously related to his racism because there were certain things he wouldn't do because he felt they were below him and below his class and below his caste 
interact. Huh. Fascinating. Mm. So he's very really... complicated, tortured person who like no one should necessarily forgive, but like just very. There's just so many fucking factors there. Interesting. Right. Anyways, podcast sponsored by Marky Mark and the Funky Bunch new CD. Yeah, sponsored by Races this week. <laughs> Yeah, I can't really wait till someone makes a wikia for our podcast and just has a section called hate crimes. Hate crimes. Hate hate crimes. crimes blank, but to be determined. <laughs> yeah, they all, yeah, you're right, Megan. Instead of instead of blank, they should all just say to be determined unless someone has a rap sheet. I think I'm out of context as fuck and just be like when you said, hey, you know, Hitler had some good ideas. That's in there. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Yes, yeah, totally out of context. Oh, someone could, Tommy, do not clip this out. <laughs> do not clip that, please. Uh, but... Um, yeah, I'm. I, yeah, they're just like looking at me with bated breaths. Like, what's what's that white kid gonna be saying? What's he gonna be saying? They got the got pen and paper ready to cancel me. Tommy has asked me three times: is is Pat the only white person on your cast? I'm sort <laughs> of white. Obvious, huh? Technically, I'm young. Yeah, yeah, I guess technically I am. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm half, yes. but yeah, <laughs> you are. <laughs> well, yes. you're yeah, you're near half, so. <laughs> all right so yeah. um, i'm half but would you describe me as white as, as white passing or not yikes not, oh anyways no, thank you for watching guys <laughs> what would hp lovecraft say uh, <laughs> you mean hp wokecraft hp wokecraft actually the show lovecraft apparently it's pretty good it's obviously i don't think it has anything to do with hp lovecraft or does it no it's set in hp lovecraft's universe but he didn't write the stories and it's actually written if i remember correctly by a by either a black author or black authors that's fascinating okay i know it's like it comes up under the hbo section of like black stories right um yeah. when they started when hbo and netflix started doing stuff like that um but yeah, yeah it's like its own it's genre. Pretty now. good. Yeah. Very in, in I hear it gets really intense. Um, I keep getting recommended on HBO HBO Max, but I just keep watching uh, Aqua Teen and and uh, Oz. Boondocks, baby. Comfort shows, comfort shows. Exactly, exactly. Uh, what did you guys think <laughs> this episode? I don't know why we didn't say that before, but what did you guys think this episode? I think Sarah did say it earlier. <laughs> oh, sorry, Sarah. <laughs> sorry, Sarah. Sorry. I'm sorry, Sarah. It's uh, also my I fault. Um. <laughs> Uh, go ahead, oh, I guess I'll go. I thought it was pretty cool. Um, these episodes, it it just feels like the um that the the arc is really moving in terms of like I think before it uh, maybe because like the New York focused so much on Gropika for the first half that it's kind of nice to have kind of reshifted to gone in Kilowa because even when they had more focus in the later half it Kurpika uh, felt like the focus character throughout the entire thing so it's, kinda, I, it's cool to go kind of shift gears back to gone in Kilowa and seeing them grow and, and getting a lot of nostalgia with Biski and Genkai so that's pretty awesome um, and yeah I think the in my head, I keep on referring to him as like evil Vash Stampede, and how he's. Um... Like, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> oh, I can't believe I didn't see that. You guys are absolutely right. Fuck. 
So Evil Vash, or I guess what was his twin's name? Knives. Knives. <laughs> knives yeah. Holy shit! It's knives. This yeah. is Tommy's favorite show, Sarah. He will like scream at me as he's editing. Like she mentioned it. <laughs> <laughs> Could you do that impression again? <laughs> she mentioned it. Yeah, that's how Tommy. <laughs> my. Okay. Well, well, we have an episode name. It's gonna it's gonna be called Tri Bomb Tri Bomb, and we're gonna Photoshop oh again through on Vash's stampede shoulders. Yeah, no, it's where you have to determine three things are related and it causes you to explode. It's like, oh, what's the relation between knives, a rose, and a submissive sex partner? <laughs> uh, Explosion. <laughs> sorry, Sarah. <laughs> Keep going. No, that's pretty much it. What do you what do you guys think? Now we're cooking with gas. Like, frankly, I, I still don't love Greed Island, but, like, things are... This is the part where it's just like, oh, shit's starting to get where, like, I actually enjoy it. Where it's just like, now it's going to... Tur- mm, I don't want to spoil something, but there's... This is the turning point, basically. The like, this is the part of Greed Island that I begin to like. Yeah, Sorry? this is this is where the stakes have been raised. Exactly. Because, like, to this point, whatever. I just don't care. But, like, that now I'm like, yeah, that this fire. is great. Yeah, I really like this. This is like, like I said, I think I agree with that statement. Where this is where like the 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 rubber meets the road per se. Like this is where Green Island. Like you, we we got through all that bullshit of all the setup and stuff. We got through all the understanding the mechanics. Now it's like we know the stakes. We know who's the target. We know what's gonna you know what the the pain is gonna be. Almost we know what's gonna happen. Like what what they have to do. So now we're ready to get going. So I'm, I was really enjoying this episode these episodes a lot and i think they're probably one of some of my favorites in the show or at least in greed island per se but yeah what about you josh what did you think of these episodes yeah i mean i loved them well especially the the first one we discussed with the it's kind of every training scene well in 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 a lot of shonen uh gones learning his what's going to be without spoiling too much like his kind of go-to move his finisher here um, the explanation through all the Nen too, um, especially when we were just talking now, is cool. And if you slow it down and go through it a few times, watch that first episode and kind of try to learn about them. You see how that's all coming together, and then specifically how it's going to relate to what's just been introduced, which is Greed Island, because it's right at the beginning of the arc, I believe. Um, and then how that's going to kind of affect the rest of it. You know who the villain is now. Um, yeah, thought it was good. Definitely sets everything else up. Ooh, so I think we've previously brought up that there's similarities between the villain of this arc and a character in JoJo. It didn't even occur to me that one thing that is similar is the idea that they were just like a hidden villain to like halfway through the saga. Ooh, I yeah, I just realized that too. They both have blonde hair too, right? Well, one of them has blonde hair for half the time. Oh, sweet. Gen- Genthru's getting new hair, getting a new haircut. Oh my god, no, 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 no. But yeah, and then there's also the relation to Karasu. Yeah, like, once we're done with this section, I would like to talk about the comparison between Genthru, Karasu, and the basis in JoJo. Oh, uh, this came, this, yeah, this came out way after uh, Kira was, part four it was released, right? Correct. Gotcha. So it wouldn't be surprising if it was a semi-inspiration. Oh, yeah, like, I'm 99% sure, actually. Nice. Good. Too bad there's no ambulances on Great Island. Imagine that's that's really how he dies. 
He just gets backed over by I would lose my fucking mind. That's the new 2011 edition. He just killed by an ambulance. How ironic. It, it, it'd probably be even more sad if, like, if he's about to beat him and it's like, Biscuit's like, no, let me handle this and beats him instead. Oh. Which actually mm. is my main complaint with part four is that I kind of didn't like how they used Jotaro as the win button. Makes sense. But yeah, anyways. Uh, yeah, so I think that's all I kind of got for these episodes. Hopefully um, my explanation of Nen helped in any way, shape, or form. Although I can see how if you don't have the symbols in front of you, it might just go over your head. Um, but yeah, that's... I A lot of those principles... M- are implied going forward. Like they don't like say like use Ryu for the rest of the series. Um, but they are discussed every once in a while. And I think having like a good knowledge of at least the idea, you don't have to think about the tactics, but have a good knowledge of at least the ideas of them will helpful. Uh, will be helpful for you. Mm-hmm. Cool. Who wants to take us out? Let's have Josh do it. Make him read an oh, impromptu yeah. script. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Please hit us up with questions, requests, or just a chat at our Facebook or Twitter at Spirit Hunter Pod. Uh, heads up, we finally did it and started a Patreon. Check us out at patreon.com slash Spirit Hunter Pod. Throw us some cash for hosting fees and equipment and join our patron-only Discord where we'll be discussing the shit out of Hunter, UU, and much more. Speaking of Discord, if you want in but don't have the funds, you can help us another way by giving us a written review on Apple Podcasts. Send us the link, your Discord username, and enough evidence to connect them both to you, and we'll get you. And we got you. Sorry. Each review gets us surfaced in tens or hundreds more people. Us, as in you guys. Yeah. And the, the, mo- the, money, the money siphoned siphoned away from us into you your accounts now it's going to me yeah it's your money now the big set oh shoot hold on and then also heads up today's outro music was made by studio mega on a check them out on youtube twitter and most importantly itunes and i guess tommy edited this vid so thanks thanks tommy love you oh yeah i'll add him to the script just be like (laughs) and thanks to our editor tommy 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 (laughs) go. Uh, he can edit this out but just so you guys know his full name is Tommy Thomas <laughs> that's Tommy Tellerico that's a pretty sick name that's, that's okay he sounds, uh, he sounds like a Marvel Marvel uh, character oh yeah oh I can see like that yeah yeah Sorry, what would his powers like a, be being awesome he turns people into Toms Toms <laughs> cats he, he's Tom like cats. in League of Toms with Tom Waits Tom, Tom, Middle, Tom Nook, Tom, Tommy Tom Lee Jones. Bill. Um, <laughs> Who, who's the Tom that plays Spider Man? Tom Holland. Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. Yep. Yeah, that's it. Tom Holland. I, I, I completely forgot his name. His name twice in a row for two days straight. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was, I was saying it because I thought, I thought that that he looks suspiciously like Scott the Waz. So, nice. Okay. Oh, but thanks, Josh, for joining us too. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you. Do you have any plugs before we head out, by the way? Oh, yeah. That's a good point. Do I have any plugs? Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to plug your training service? Yeah, man. If you guys want more training information, I'm always posting good stuff on my Instagram account. It's at jdavisathletics. Um, 
gym memes, fitness memes, information, kind of like to keep it light, funny, but informative at the same time. I throw in some uh, little tidbits about kind of what we talked about today, a little uh, translating anime into reality and see how that is actually feasible. Oh. Maybe it's a new niche for me. Yeah. And if you live in Arizona and you want a trainer, definitely hit him up. Hit me up. DM me. Slide in my DMs. Uh, can you spell that for the for the people, by the way? Yeah, it's J period Davis, D-A-V-I-S period athletics, A-T-H-L-E-T-I-C-S. Perfect. On Instagram or Twitter? On IG, on Instagram. And I'll put the link in, in the description, too, in, the, in here, so you guys can t- click on the link, too. Appreciate you guys. Yeah, no worries. Thanks for ha- thanks for being on. We appreciate your insight on all the things that you brought to us. Yeah. So if you want to go out and smash some rocks, you know how hard you got to hit them now. I, I would Very recommend hard. a hydraulic press. Get, get on, yeah. Get on, get a little bit of training first. Come see me, and then we'll work on smashing through rocks. Nice. Okay. See y'all later. Later. Bye. Thank you.